Awesome. All right. Welcome to Contra Gentiles, season four, episode nine. Second episode while Grant is fucking around over in England. And so for this episode, um, we have uh, one of our listeners and um, and good, uh, I guess, yeah, good Twitter friend and everything, Joshua Ham. That is that is your actual name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- Josh Ham. Because I, uh, um, I've been on I don't know, maybe six or seven different podcasts. Yeah. But I, I I don't really like having this dire to actually like do podcasts i just like talking to people yeah (laughs) and 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 i'm and i'm completely unwilling to change from my semi-luddite ways and in and try to learn all the skills because because i know me right and so if i'm gonna try to learn something then that means i have to dive like full autistic into it yeah and i'm gonna spend a lot of money and i'm gonna spend a ridiculous <laughs> amount of time and i'm gonna yes. learn everything i can and yeah like, i'm gonna die head first and and i don't want to do it yeah like, it, it used to be like, that was fun and exciting to like learn and develop and grow and everything yeah and now i'm like i got a wife and kids like is yeah. juice really worth the squeeze Right, yeah. I'm actually getting to that point right now as well. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. There, there, there is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there comes a point where diminishing returns. It is, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. But, but also, I think it's just um, the way that I, I, the way that I kind of view it is, I'm, I'm entering a, a stage in my life where I could finally just um rest and die, and so. I think prior to that, I never, I never really understood the, the the general idea that you're gonna work all your young years and don't have any adventures young, and then just have your adventures when you're like 80 years old and retired. I was like, I, I, I'm not gonna enjoy it then, right? Because for me, it's just kind of like I'll be old, I'll be, you know, just wanting to sleep. That's why people. That's why young men join the army so that they can yes. go and have adventure. While exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, before they're before they're tied down is the wrong way, but you know, you are tied down though in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just there's a negative connotation that goes with it. Right. Yeah. You know, there's 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 trade offs in everything. Of course, there is. Yeah. You can't you can't be the the warrior that you could be Mm -hmm. if you were worried about what's going on back at home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. And um, yeah, and so I just remember being young and I just, I traveled a lot. I did different things. I wanted to learn new skills. And so I, I just had fun. I, I would invest mm-hmm. hours of time just, just learning new shit, you know, just on my own, never needing um, the, the actual like, like a certificate or whatever. And so um, like I, I, would, I was talking to you over the phone the other day. It's like I learned how to um, run electricity through a home. I never bothered to get a license for it, but you know, my, my friend had a, has a license for it. And so I was like, yeah, sure, man, I, I would like to learn. And, um, yeah, yeah, carpentry work, like I love it. Uh, I I used to be a little more addicted to it, you know, because I just love building things or something about building things with your hands. Mm -hmm. And I find just so, um, you know, uh, it's just amazing. It's it's, it's phenomenal. And so like, I I spent a lot of my, my younger years just learning shit 
And I, I, I always told myself, when, when I get like 40 years old, that's when I'm going to probably just try start settling in a job. Because before that, it would terrify me. If you, know, you went to a job and be like, you're going to be here for the next 40 years, I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> There's no way that I'm going to want that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I covered it the reverse. And there's, there's two reasons for that, right? Like yeah. one, it's terrifying because, you, you know, how many, how much you really going to, you're, you're not like learning new skills. Yeah. You're, you're sharpening and honing that skill yes. that you have developed. Yeah. Right. So it's still growth, but it's not in the same way. Mm-hmm. But the thing that happens uh, when, when you've done traveled a path like you and I have, where you've done a lot of things in a short amount of time, Yeah, is you reach a point where you no longer require external validation. Yes, definitely. Right? And so that <laughs> changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Yeah. You know, I, I've got... I've got the medals. If if that was actually a thing I cared about, yes, you know, you've yeah. got the kids and you've got the degrees and like, yeah, we have the external validation, which really is is just a fancy sheepskin or a piece of cloth, and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but we we know it's like it's I don't have to prove myself to you. Yeah. You will take me as I am, accept the value that I provide, or I'll walk and go somewhere where they will. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that attitude. And as soon as you have that, it is, yeah. It's so it throws a lot of people off though. Because they want you to need them. And it's like I really don't. I could I could walk out wherever whenever and I'm still gonna produce wealth. I'm still gonna produce money because you know, for, for when I look at it. I look at it as, as if it's their loss. It's like, if you don't want to use me for all the skills and, that I have, it's, it's really their loss. I, it's not, it's no skin off my back because I'm going to be doing less work. But if you want me to do all that work, it's going to require more money and it's going to require, um, yes, <laughs> that that's more validation for me is, is you know, how much money I, I, I can actually charge somebody from expertise because that does say something is when somebody's willing to pay you thousands of dollars for your expertise is like that, 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 that's something meaningful for me. Um, more so than just, you know, Instagram followers or, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, the money, see, the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand about money yeah. is, is what it actually is, right? Yeah. And what money is on one level, it, it's purely dick measuring, which yes. I understand and I'm okay with. Yeah. But on another level, what money is, is it buys you time, mm-hmm. which is the one thing you can't get. Right. Like if you're poor and broke, yeah. as, as some of us may have been in the past. Oh, right? I definitely like, was. <laughs> right. And so there's a, there's a cost that's associated with being broke that people don't understand. It's like, okay, well, we can't afford a washer and dryer. Yeah. So that means we got to go to the laundromat. So that means that what we now do with like a five minute going to the washer, throwing shit in and continuing on with our lives. Yeah. Instead, it's now like we have to acquire enough clothes that we can make it through a week. And now we're going to devote a Saturday the full day to doing laundry. If you're lucky, you got a big enough laundromat. Maybe you can get it all done in like three or four hours. Yeah, yeah. Somebody in your family has to spend four hours doing laundry. And so you've, you traded and it actually ends up costing more in the long run, but you, you've traded time 
because you don't have the money. The, the yeah. example I give my uh, my students, because uh, I teach a diesel class, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, what machines do is they give us efficiency. And so there's always a cost that's associated with it, but but they, what they give us is efficiency. And so it's free to go outside with a pair of scissors and cut your lawn. It's just going to take forever. Right, it's, yeah cost more money to buy a lawnmower and diesel. And then maybe you have the skills to be able to work it and everything else, mm-hmm. but you can get it done a lot faster. Yes. And so yeah, that yeah. time that you buy, that's the value of money, right? Money buys you options and it buys you time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. That's the only value it actually mm-hmm. has. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you see, my opinion. It, 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 like, 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 like also what, like, like what you said in the beginning, it, it, it is, I, I do think that in some way we want our labor to carry on some kind of value, right? And so, I mean, is it some kind of like dig measuring? I guess it is, but it also, it gives us a, I can't even say physical anymore because it's just digital on a computer screen, but it gives us some kind of manifestation of of the of your labor that we could recognize and say, you know, this is what, this is what it's worth. And um and and that 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 I think brings in a lot more real world value, uh, uh, at least when you have gone through a lot of different scenarios in your life, right? When when you were looking for a more affirmation of of like people who are training you and, and people who you respected, um, I think once that's all done and said, it's like well, what's really the only thing left? It really is kind of what you what you're able to charge people for for your labor. And and I think that's why there is some importance to it, and why people do use it as a measure measurement of of their success in uh, at least in terms of their labor within within reality. Because um obviously I I don't think that, that that's a measurement of success in your life as a good person or anything, but it is a, a certain measurement of your la- of your labor. It's like you you invested all this time, all this money, all this energy learning these skills, and when somebody is willing to pay you a certain amount of money for it, um. And you know that 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 at least is something more real than just somebody saying "attaboy, good job." It's like, no, this is this is something more substantial. I could do things with this now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the it's the number one failure that you know we see in like why is it that that and, and I know like you're not conservative necessarily, but like mm-hmm. the I, I grew up as like you know basic patriotic conservative type like yes, i wasn't yeah. really paying attention but like, i was just brought up southern baptist my dad was military my yeah. grandfather was military like i was just in the milieu right yes yeah and so um you know there's this concept where it's like why can't the right wing ever be successful in mm-hmm. getting you know anything to do with culture and it's like well because right-wingers refuse to engage in patronage yes, they want everything yeah, yeah. for free yeah like they they say that they value capitalism but then they won't actually pay for shit <laughs> <So it's> like, <laughs> right yeah and, and i guess you don't actually value it yeah i also think is they're they're un like it, it's so so he, he, here's some things like if i want to clarify more of my political position um if i can it's it, it, it's that I think the difficulty I have with certain terminologies like conservative or, or liberal or whatever is that there's mm-hmm. a, there, there's temporal associations with them. And I, and I also think that there's um, almost a, 
a necessity to accept its ideology in a complete form. And so when somebody says, you know, they are conservative, they're going to always support these type of candidates and so on and so forth. And, and, and so it, it goes beyond its pragmatic function. And so when I look at politics, I, I look at it pragmatically. And so if I were ever stupid enough to like get into politics, because I really, you know, I, I, I work for the state, I do things like that, but I just feel like I would completely hate my life if I actually started running for things because I, I just, that's not, that's really not my, my propensity at all. I, I really dislike it. I'm not, not to say that other people that do are stupid, like, like, like my friend, the, the, the governor of the state, you know, he's a, he's a good friend of mine, but he, um, but I always tell him every day, I was like, there's no way that I would ever want to do that. I just, it's, it's something that, yeah. But that's, that's the beauty mm -hmm. of being a skilled individual. You don't have to. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Who, who wields more, I mean, so first of all, you know, we're studying Mariology. Yeah. So we're learning about the queen mother. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you know, what is she like? She, she has a formal title, but is she the king? No, she's not. Yeah. You know, but she still has power. What is that power? It's more of a soft power. Yeah. And it's like, and not just that, but even Solomon had counselors and advisors. Yeah. And too many people get wrapped up in the crown. Yes. Yeah. Especially as it relates to secular politics and actually as it relates to church politics as well. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. Many people get wrapped up in the crown or in the Pope hat, whatever it's called. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. converting. I'm not there. Yet. And. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lose sight of the the college of cardinals. Right? Yes, yeah. Who your pope is going to be has a lot more to do with who the college of cardinals is. Than oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. But people don't pay attention to that, right? And so it's like, yeah, like we we all say these fancy things like, oh, you know, personnel is policy. It's like, okay, so yeah, be the personnel. You don't the the politicians may come and go, faces yeah. change. But the power brokers behind the scenes, those don't change. Right, yeah. If 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 all politicians are for sale, and they are, mm -hmm. then why not just be the person who buys politicians? Exactly. Whether yeah, that yeah. is with money or whether it's they're gonna yeah, they're gonna have much with... more power than the politicians themselves. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. Do you think you think you think politicians write laws? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. They have smart people with doctor's degrees who yeah, write yeah. white papers, and then those white papers get given to yes, them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Go, oh, this looks like a good idea. Of course, I totally yeah. understand this <laughs> yes. word that you said. Oh, yeah, this looks yeah, great. yeah. No, yeah, and I and I guess I, I guess some some of the difficulties I have with um with with, with like the political discussions is that like if. If somebody right right now, like in the the, uh, the Republican Party, right, if they want to win, I don't really understand the point in just complaining about how unfair the elections are right now. Is like if you if you already know that people are ba ballot harvesting and 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 doing whatever, then just do it. It's like th that's already the game now. It's like if they change the game, okay, bitching about it ain't gonna take you anywhere. So just play the same game and play it better than they do. And and and, and, and yeah. All you look like is a sore loser. Yes, exactly. That's all you look like. Yeah. Point blank. Like, oh, oh I didn't win because he was biting me. <laughs> yes. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody complains when they lose. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was so unfair. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. Man, he was overweight. Oh, <laughs> he had a six inch reach on me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like, we're Americans. Yes. We hate 
more than anything. Yeah. Losers. Yes. Yeah. Fucking hate losers. <laughs> we love winners. Yeah. There's nothing we love more than winning. And the only thing we love more than winning is the underdog winning. Of course. Right? Yes. We, yeah. Yeah. That's, like that's really American. Rudy. You know, the, the four foot 11, you know, Irish guy or whatever yeah, is yeah, out yeah. there and he's got the heart and he's beat, you know, Rock, yeah. Rocky is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we love the underdog. Yeah. Just conquers. Yes. Yeah. You know, over all adversity, purely through his determination that he chooses not to lose. Like, yeah. That is the American, like, you could distill Americanism down to yes, its yeah. really core. Mm-hmm. It's that we refuse to give up the common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. And and that is something that I do love about the American culture, like living outside uh, in Europe and everything. That aspect of the culture is what I miss the most about about um about living in the U.S. Uh, and it, it's it's something that really is ingrained in us as a kid. And there's and and I do yes. think it's great because that is what you know like. Uh, so, so like when we get, if we ever get to like the discussions, um, if I do it anyways, with, with people on the left who always complain and, and bitch about, you know, that there's privilege that certain groups have and everything. Um, I, I think one of the worst arguments that conservatives ever make is, this, is when they want to claim that there is no privilege. I was like, no, that's dumb. Of course there's privilege. I mean, people, yeah. people like to hire people. Pe- it is. But, but with the thing is that people like to hire and people like to, um, promote those who, whom they can relate to the most. That's just the way that 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 ordinary life is. If I lived in Zimbabwe, it would be the same thing. I would have to relate to them the most because that's who they're going to feel comfortable promoting and hiring. And, and, and so when, when 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 I think in common parlance, it is yes, birds of a feather flock together. They do, yeah, right. Like exactly. And so I I, I I I hate the bitching of the left when they start complaining that it's just not fair. It's like, of course it's not fair. I don't care that it's not fair. I love that it is not fair because the fact that things are not fair, the fact that things are not equal means that when I am successful, I am better than all of them. And if and if you're telling me that I am starting way behind in the in, in the in the in the race because my parents were illegal immigrants, because people were, it's gonna be harder for white Americans to um relate to me, and I still win. It means that I am not only amazing, I am fucking the best. I am the best of the best. And so I love the fact that it is unequal. I love the fact that that equity is not equality that, that we that we have. Is I don't want to start in the same space. If, if somebody is six foot tall and I am my height five five, and you know, we get into a fight, if I if I you know, if I kick the seven foot tall man, it is it is like Fuck! I am amazing. Then, right? I want that inequality yes. because because that that shows my strength. That shows my ability, and, and so that's the way I've always looked at it. When I was a kid, I was like, I I notice these things because when when you're when you're a minority, you do notice those things. You know, you you, you work hard and and you're like a pendejo, and you're like, fuck, I I didn't get that. That other motherfucker got it. Um, and then you think to yourself, and either you could be bitching about it and complaining and cry about it, and then just call the the white man evil, or you could better the other white people at their own game. And that's the way that I've always looked at it. And that, and that's has, that has led me to greater success. And the thing about white people in particular is mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, a butter soft bitch, yes. like you're hard yep. and you want to win, 
and you're willing to put forth the effort, they'll accept it. Yes. Right. Like, is will there be more shit tests? Will there be, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, racism and, and will there be? And even then, even like saying racism in America, it's like I know we don't actually have real racism in America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we've got like we've got like references. Yes. But nobody that I know who owns a business cares more about the color of the skin mm-hmm. than the color of green. Yes. Nobody. Yes. Like now, if you had two candidates that were the same, the exact same. Yeah. Which never happens in the real world. I know. Right. Right. If you but, did. Yeah. Then they might care. Yep. You know, or, you know, if, if, you know, one is your son or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Like, nepotism is real. Of course know, it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and the things that people, the older I get, the more I want to get away from, like it used yeah. to be, I was like, I don't, I want to, I want a quality of opportunity, not a quality of outcome. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I don't even think a quality of opportunity. Exactly. That's what I'm like, saying. No, 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 no. I think, I think. Because I, I think, it, I think yes. I got hornswoggled by MLK, like in I know, yes. indoctrinated yeah, in yeah. religion, and it's wrong. It's, it's like no, wrong. every form of inequality is is fantastic, and and I and I love it, and I embrace every moment that I can succeed. I, I embrace the inequality because because you know it's kind of like if you want to put it like in a more humorous context, let's say there's a white boy, and he goes to a salsa or to to a place people dance in salsa. Every Latino there is gonna. Immediately be, be like this guy can't dance. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that and that if that guy and uh, you know if that guy then begins to practice every fucking day and is able to amaze everybody in the salsa, everybody in that room is going to be clapping for that motherfucker. And that is how everyone is. And, and so rather than bitch about it, rather and, than these black people and Latinos bitching about it and saying like it's not fair, great, then work harder. Of course you're going to have to work harder. It doesn't matter because they have different expectations for you. And so not only fulfill that. Expectation, expectation but surpass it become greater and 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 that and that's really what makes you successful in life and it's it's irritating because yeah some white people have the same thing if they come with a southern accent people are going to have certain judgments about that person you know you you you, he he wants to work in washington dc talking about hey boy how's it going and people are gonna be like oh he's probably an uneducated white trash but then he has to surpass our expectations. And that's, it's just normal human behavior. In every scenario that we go into, um, people are going to have prejudgments on you. And most of the times, those prejudgments are correct. And so, be, and so once you could accept or at that. It's based upon reality. The, yeah, the, yeah. And so, least, even if they're not correct, they're at least based upon reality. Yes, and but. Based upon experience. Yes, exactly. But when we can accept it in ourselves, we can then overcome those deficiencies. And, and, and I've said this to many people. It's like, you know, when you look at countries like Peru, you know, where my entire family is from, right? I mean, I was the first, we, me and my brothers were the first people born outside of Peru for, for the longest time besides Spain. Um, and, and you see the way that the people behave. You see how corrupt the government is. You see the way everybody is. You can normally pinpoint where their flaw is just by observation. And then you can reflect on yourself and be like, okay, I, I do have those same tendencies, and and when um and when we're unwilling to do that, I think that then we are just fulfilling the expectations that the people ha- the low expectations that people have of us, 
but you have to you have to acknowledge it when 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 people look at you know a black guy walking in with saggy pants and untied shoes walking slowly he's going to think this is a lazy black man that's just the that's your first instinct right whether you're white or asian you're going to look at that person you're going to think okay that's a lazy black man he's he's not coming in here he didn't dress right he's he's not walking correctly he's not doing anything And, and so many times you just have to reflect on yourself and be like okay this is my tendency maybe i i do have a tendency to be lazy and so what do you do? You work on that and you be, and, and then you get better. And then, and then that's what leads to, to success. And so, and so like, you know, short temperedness that Latinos have, you know, especially Peruvians, like we're, we're horrible at that. So many, so we, you know, there, there's even a day of grievance in Peru where you punch people on that day. It's like, it's like a new year's day um, that you had that you're pissed out the entire year because you, you just always have this riled up passion. I, I think it's just, just genetic. It's like it is there, right? It's, just, it's there. You're impatient. You just want to go. You can't wait in a line. You got to push people out of the way. Like, it, but, but then, then you you learn and then you grow and and you accept the that the expectation, right? And so it's like I don't think that us just explicating the reality of how people behave and different races and different cultures behave is necessarily a racist thing. And then to apply that to people who you meet. I say, of course, that, that, that that's going to be what you do. It's like when, when, when you meet like an Anglo-Saxon American as opposed to like an Italian American, you can have different expectations of that person because of their genetic makeup, their region, and, and your experience of how those people behave. And, and so, it, it, you know, everybody and the has... culture and the family. Yes, exactly. And the culture and the family. Because if, if, they're all different. Because like... You know, one of my one of my uh, my buddies here. You know, I just moved to Indiana from Texas. And yeah. One of the guys uh, that I met at church. You know, yeah. the, the first time I went to mass, I saw him, and I was like, I went up to talk to him because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I'm just thirty, early thirties, thirty two, something like that. Yeah. And he's wearing a suit. Yeah. In mass, and he's wearing work boots, and like his suit isn't like super well fitted or anything else like it's yeah, not yeah. designer suit it's a work suit you know mm-hmm. like a classic Amish Mennonite style or trad cap right yeah 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 type thing right and and now I don't know all the intricacies of Catholicism so like mm-hmm. y'all talk about trad cap and I'm like I don't know what the fuck that is. Y- y'all still talk about seeds and I'm like I don't know what that is either and yeah I yeah don't yeah care. <laughs> yeah I'm not interested the the, the, like, the trad cap is, isn't that important the sedes are a little more because they're the ones who deny the pope um so they're 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 basically her- heretics but anyways but, yeah, but the trads are like basically like when normally when people refer to them they refer to the more um you know, early 20th century, late um, 19th century, uh, uh, like uh, American or Anglo uh, Catholics. And that's normally what they mean by trads. It, it, there, there is a specific region. They, they don't really mean traditional in like France of the 1300s. They mean traditional in, the, in, the, in that kind of time period between, between the 1800s to their, till, before, um, uh, till before Vatican II. And so that, there, there, there is a certain subculture that they took. But anyways, just, just to clarify, yeah. Sure. I think his, his heritage is uh, either German or, uh, uh, you know, Anglo or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, a lot of that's, a lot of that's mixed up together. Like that of Anglo course, yeah. It's in Nordic area. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, uh, you know, I, I go up and talk to him and it's like, oh, okay, you know, within 30 seconds, I'm like, all right, I'm dealing with a traditional person. Yeah. Uh, he understands the importance of dress, but he's not like, He's not like well coiffed, 
right? Yeah. He's in a suit and it fits him, but it's not like fitted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like it's a work suit almost, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you're like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I I kind of have a feeling for what I'm dealing with, and then I start talking with him, and I can get I get the feeling that you know he knows what's going on, so I start asking questions, and you know over time we start building a relationship and whatnot, and it's like, you know, that stuff matters. Like mm-hmm. the way you dress, the way you appear, the way that you interact with other yes, people, yeah, like, all of those things matter. Yeah, and and people. People don't put enough stock into the cover of their book that they're presenting to the audience that's around them. Yeah. And like, it matters. It's like, I see the way you dress mm-hmm. and I got nothing against it. There's a 0% chance I would ever dress like that. That's just not, <laughs> that's not me. That's not what yes. I would do. However, yeah. Yeah. there's probably not a very great chance that you're going to dress in With, yeah, plaid. plaid. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't know, think like, I've ever owned a plaid thing in my life. Right. Like, I have <clears throat> of plaid. I love it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's 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 soft and I can work in it if I right, it's like yeah. it's cheap. So if I get engine oil on it or whatever, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'll just you know, no big deal. Yeah. And so but I, I will admit that having listened specifically to you and Jerry for so long, mm-hmm. I, I have realized how much I have uh elevated uh um performance or not, not not performance but uh utility how much i've elevated mm-hmm. utility over art and oh, right, like in yeah. my entire life i've never seen the purpose of poetry or right, like beautiful yeah, yeah. paintings or whatever it's like yeah it just it just never had a hole for me right writing did like good writing i like yes but yeah. like poetry i never understood poetry because it's like why are you saying it that way when you can just say what you mean and mean what you say? I don't, <laughs> right, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Which is very Germanic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'm like, yeah. but, you know, it, it's like my, to me, mm-hmm. the thing that, that is beautiful to me mm-hmm. is engineering. Right. Like yeah. I love it when things are simple and they work and they work well and they're efficient. And, yes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. And like, mm-hmm. that's the stuff where I'm like, that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Right. They, it's not a painting necessarily. You know, it's, it's something that's yeah. productive, but that's where I see. Yes. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and and I do think that that's a, again just that the way that as Latinos and and other um, races are able to observe themselves and, and know where they excel at and know where they they, they can't really grasp it. I, I think many people in the Anglo world um, and the Saxon world are the same way, and and a lot of times that's really where the disconnect I think happens. It's it, it's like there's. For one thing, people don't want to admit it, right? They don't want to admit it to themselves. Like you, you see people on the left that just says, no, you just have to accept me the way um, that I am rather than them working on them. So no, you, you know, a lot of times just, just recognizing it really is helpful for people. It's like, okay, at least he's honest, right? He, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it's the same thing. I think that, 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 that when we encounter more of like the Anglo-Saxon world where utility is in the forefront, many times, your the way that you viewed it, I heard many times with with Americans, right? It's just like they're thinking, "Why are you saying it that way? Why does this matter? You know what? What's the point in having like this um poetry? What's the point in, in studying all this? It, it, there's no actual utility to it because you you guys experience beauty in utility, right? Mm-hmm. And 
and that's just that's just the way that that you you develop that's the way that that you view the world and i I think that's just a reality that many times we just have to admit to ourselves and it's uh, yeah i think that actually goes back to what we talked about earlier in terms of the settler colonial adventurer explorer mindset yes yeah right like like if, if you're constantly looking for new horizons and, and to spread your wings, so to say, and, yeah. and to, to show, uh, you know, the glory of God and, and to conquer, you know, the lessers and bring yeah. civilization to the savages, like, yeah, you don't, you don't show that through art, right? You show that through engineering. Well, not necessarily. You, you do though. Cause like the Spaniards did. The Spaniards and the French did. The 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 British and the and the and the like the Dutch didn't. And so that, right. that that's why you do you there is a distinction. There's a distinction between the way the Americas de- and like the North America developed compared to South America. <laughs> and I think the, a large difference is that one of them taught them more utility, while while the Spaniards really didn't. The Spaniards normally taught them more of like the arts, beauty. Um, architectures like you, you go to Peru you go to many many of these places their cities and towns look like European towns as opposed mm-hmm. as opposed to you go to the US some of the New England looks very European but the rest of the nation looks very utilitarian steel structured and cold yes yeah cities, so. right yeah um, well and it's like okay maybe maybe what we really need is like some German Catholics <laughs> oh, of course, yes, we do, yeah. We do a little bit of both. But they're the ones that keep fucking things up. It's like fucking I Germans. I don't know if we're going to get some Italian engineers, maybe, that are also kind of oh, like maybe trying I, to... I, 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 just, I, I don't think the specialties can ever cross. It's just a reality of life. It, it, it is what we, where we find God. Because when you find God in utility and its simplicity, you, you can't mix that with... Uh, with finding God within the aesthetics and the complexities. And so it's, it's like to, to some people can, that's, that's where the whole notion of the Renaissance man came out is that the Renaissance man was able to find God in everything. Right. And so our Renaissance man was a carpenter an engineer, as well as a sculptor and a poet. And that, that's where the idea was, is that you're, you're in pursuit of this kind of mythical fantasy man, like the like the fully realized man is the man that could find beauty and all those things, and and I just don't think that really ever can happen. And I think many times we have to appeal to what is both genetically real as well as culturally real with people. It, 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 it's just the way that that things are. And I think the more that we try to fight it, and the more we try to pigeonhole the the opposite to that, I think the more struggle that we really present to um, to most people. It's like, I'm not going to go to, you know, you're not going to go to a tribe in Africa who really finds beauty in different ways and say, now you must think like a German. It's like, that's not really gonna, right? That's just not going to (laughs) happen. That they're not going to conquer them. Yes, you can. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But they're not going to find beauty in the same way. You you can go to the Italian or to the Spaniard and the Portuguese and the French. They're going to find beauty in a very different way than the Germans, the Dutch and the, the, and the, um, Denmark and all of them is that that they, 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 they're just developed differently. Their language developed differently. You know, the pragmatic language of the Nordic regions is very similar to um, native American tribes. 
you know, they, 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 the way they separated the, the time periods was, um, you know, this harvest season, it is hunting time, it is, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and so the, the, even their language in the days of the week was correlated with that. It wasn't until the Romans took them over where they started using the Nordic gods as days of the week. Because then, because the way the Romans did it was very differently. It's, it's like they, 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 they manifest days of the week, not in terms of what you do, but really in terms of what those days of the week represented. And so then they use gods really to represent those. And this was prior Christianity, this was prior everything. It, it just, it's really, I really do think that there is an intrinsic physiological distinction that happens there. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, there, and there's no real way I, I think there's way for, to get a glimpse. Like I said, you know, like like being a Latino, being raised in the U.S., like I get a glimpse of it, right? Like I, I've spent most of my life amongst American white people, and so mm-hmm. because of that, like I could I could see where their virtues are, and so I can utilize their virtues in order for me to become successful. Like the the, the one, one of the greatest virtues that I think um, uh, Anglo-Saxon white people have really is um, patience. Because, because, because many, many times, many times when I'm like working in a job and, 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 and here comes my boss, I'm like, this guy is dumber than fuck. Like, you know, they talk slowly, they move slowly. And it's like, I, I, there's, this guy's not an intelligent person and yet he is more successful than I am. And that's really what I looked at. I was like, so why? What was it? There's a lesson there if you're willing to learn. Exactly. It. And then it's like, oh, it's his patience. And, and, and so then that's when I think you begin to learn and, and develop. So I think we could learn things from, from different cultures and races, but ultimately it would have to be a willful act because it doesn't, it is not intrinsic in us. Like, the, like there's no way for me to intrinsically think like a um, Anglo-Saxon person. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. And, and there's, 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 I don't understand it when someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, passion just overtook me. And it's like, yeah. The only passion that I ever experience is anger. That's it. Yes, which well, I don't. <laughs> and, you know, with my wife, right? But that's like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, generally, yeah. It's only, it only overtakes for a very, very short time. And then I reassert control. And I can either choose to keep going down that path. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or I choose to head it off, but it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, yeah. children made me angry, wife made me angry, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, or wife did something that caught, that, you know, I chose to be angry about, you know, to, to take more ownership of it. Yeah. Um, if you just give me like two minutes, yeah, I'll calm down and I'll be fine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it takes. It's just like, all right, let me let me let me go smoke a cigarette. And I'll yeah. come back, and and not only will will I be better, but like we can sit down and have a civil conversation. Yeah, no issues. And and if I start to get heated again, I'll just stand up. That is not <laughs> what happens in other cultures. They're like, yeah. we're about to take this all the way. But you know, mm-hmm. and, and this but this goes back, I think, to. The mindset you and I talked about the other day, yeah. which is, you know, what's more important, mm-hmm. being right yeah. or winning? Yes. Right? Yeah, which yeah. one matters more? Yes. Right? Yeah. And for me, I care about engineering a solution. Yeah. I don't care if I'm, I don't care about being right. Yeah. You care about winning. I care about winning. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so if, if I can just listen and get her to understand and then yeah. maneuver her so that, 
you know, it goes towards that which yeah. is going to happen anyways, but it can happen in a peaceful manner, then it's like, well, let's just go with that. Like, yeah. But I don't need to get emotional about this. And the more yeah, yeah. emotional I get, the, the less able I am to logically figure out solutions. Yes, yeah. Because I'm more interested in winning. Yes. I'm totally fine with being a bad guy. I'm totally fine with, you know, having names called at me and everything else. As yeah. long as I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why they're the ones that sacked Rome. And then in reality, it's like, that's what they cared about. <laughs> the Romans were getting all fat, you know, as well as the circus and crackers. They're just enjoying life. And uh, and when, when, you, when you go to Europe, you still see that. It's pretty interesting. It's like you... You, you spend like a significant amount of time in Italy and you see like their breaks, you know, like my, when I, when I was, I'm hanging out with my friend Francesco and I'm part of Nona, which is Northern Italy. So the Northern Italians have a little bit of mixture with the uh, German people and everything, but still yeah. it's like those people were like taking three to four hour lunch breaks, you know, they would go home, eat pasta, you know, they would have sex and then they'll go to sleep. And then, then, then they wake up again and they go back to work. It was like, it was, it was amazing. I was like, wow. The, like I felt at home in those places because I think genetically that's, you know, my, my grandparents were directly from Spain. And so like, I, I have this, this weird connection there. And so for me, it, it wasn't weird, but, um, and, and, and I think the people notice it, you know, every area were more like Anglo-Saxon Americans um, had a rough time because there were, there were other students with me uh, that, that, that were from the U.S., I never had a rough time in. So like, man, p people in Paris were kind of rude to me. I was like, really? To me, they gave me like a, a room 50% off just because they liked me, you know? And it was like, I, they took me to the Eiffel Tower for free. You know, somebody's like, oh, you look like a nice family. Yeah, let's go, let's go. And they just like drove me over there for free and then drove, they drove me back. I was like, wow, I, like I had a fantastic time in Paris. In Italy, it's the same thing. Uh, but the places that um that I didn't have a great time was like the Netherlands or... or, or um. Or, or the really hard Dutch side, like Leuven was the Dutch side in Belgium, but like um, you go to Antwerp and everything, it's like those people were just dicks to me. You know, I was like, holy shit, these guys. They, they, and it's weird. It's like you go to these areas and the more that you travel, you see like an instant reaction with the way people view you and an instant reaction to the, to, the, to the areas in which you, you feel at home and then the other people feel at home with you. And, um, and, 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 and other people just didn't have similar experiences to, um, to what I did there. But yeah, it, it's like, I get that. Like, I understand the three hour lunch breaks. I understand the afternoon sex that is kind of required for you to, you know, get up and, and keep moving. Um, while, while I think with, with Anglo-Saxon work is different. It's like, it's the utility. It's, it's, you know, what can you get done? Um, why do you need, why, why there were things in their head. Why do you need that long of a break? It's like, well, it isn't that you need it, but we don't think in terms of necessity. We're like, you know, like a Latino, whether whether you're French or Italian or Portuguese or from South America, is like the, there is no such thing as necessity. There's only things that are necessary for a desire. And so you, so, so, so you have a desired outcome and then you could say what is necessary for that, but nothing is necessary in itself. Um, there, there's always an end goal that, 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 that you require for the necessity to be a reality. And, 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 and when I try to explain it to people, it's like, it, it makes it a little bit difficult, but that's really the way that we view everything. So Sarah, so when people say, well, why do you need that? It's like, well, we recognize that we don't need it. There's, there's, there's no necessity for it, but it's amazing. You know, it's like you, you experience something you, you could experience the act of like doing nothing really. It's like you're sitting there, you're, you're eating. And then, you know, you, you, if you're married, you know, you fuck your wife 
um if they, if they have girlfriends they fuck the girlfriends or whatever and it's like they just they, they, they just do that and they eat pasta and then they drink some wine like my friend francesco like his grandfather had a vineyard and so he just like pours some wine and everything and then you just you just go and it, it was just a very different um i will say we need to abolish the protestant anti uh drinking workday thing yeah that yeah needs to go. yes that absolutely needs to go yes yeah because mm-hmm. as as much as like I could see it was difficult for me for a while, like because I retired at like 35, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, the reason I retired at 35 is because I'm hundred percent disabled through the army. Yeah. Right? Like my knees are jacked up, my back is jacked up, I have headaches all the time. Yeah, yeah. Traumatic brain injury, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I'm still like I'm blessed, right? Of course, like, I can yeah. Walk, yeah. I, I can still walk. Like life is beautiful I'm, yes yeah. i'm blessed um but i didn't i didn't have to i didn't have to worry about working for money and so it's like well okay well what do i do now and so i went and got my degree and i realized how much of a uh useless how useless most college is yes yeah, um, yeah. and then you know now i started working and it's like I, i'm i'm not taking jobs because i require money I'm taking jobs to learn skills yeah. or to, to, or to hone the skills you have and everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it's like, it's a very, very different methodology than, than how, I, cause normally I would just be like, all right, well, where do I find the most money? Yes. Yeah. Know, make that happen. And I'm going to grind that ax with, you know? Yeah. And I'm not doing that. And so it's very weird. It's like, you know, I, I worked for, you know, I didn't work for a long time. I just spent time at home. And it's like, this is, this is abnormal and strange and like, yeah. who, who just like is at home all day? Like I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to work. Right. Yeah. It's a necessity for me that like, I need to be productive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, aren't you productive with your family? Well, yes, but it's not the same. Like, there's, right. Yeah. There's, there's something that's missing. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, like right now I'm working at the butcher shop and there's a, a 15 minute break. Mm-hmm. And so I go out and I'll, I'll smoke a cigarette, maybe two. And I go back in. Yeah. I only take a 15 minute break. There's no clocking in. There's no clocking out. There's nobody that's really going to sit yeah. there and talk shit. If you do 20 minutes or whatever, like maybe if you do 30, they'll come looking for you. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, it's just, it's just like, Hey, you know, we gave you 15 minutes. Do what's right. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. and that's enough. And it's just like, okay, I'll, I'll be right. I'll be back. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and it, what was funny? I, 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 kept, I, this happened what Wednesday, and I was like, I want to talk to Jeremy about this. Mm-hmm. Or no, yesterday, yesterday yeah, after yeah. we talked. Oh. So one of the guys that I work with is like a big, beefy red child gammon looking guy yeah you know i'm talking about like the, the north englander guy yes yeah 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 and like just the epitome of it and i'm sitting there and cutting meat and i'm on like week one or two or whatever and so yeah. like, I, I don't really know what i'm doing i'm just trying to you know do what i'm told right i yeah. get paid to do what i'm told and so i'm doing it and and he was like you know and there were only two people here yesterday and they were doing this i'm like eh, it wasn't really two people it was me and him so it's like one and a half best. i don't know what <laughs> yeah I'm yeah <laughs> and he was like and he, and he like he, he looked at me and like he laid his knife down and he kind of 
leaned on the table a little bit and he looked at me and he's like, son, you ain't got to go searching for a backhanded compliment. You're doing fine. Don't go digging. And he picked, and I was like, that's not what I was doing. Yeah. And I thought about it and thought about it. And I'm like, kind of was. Yeah. And like, how much of an act of love is it for this guy that doesn't know me? Right. You know? To just sit there and be and like to give that honest truth like that in that way, most people wouldn't do it. And even those that would, most people couldn't accept it or receive it or see it for what it was. Yeah. And and you know, I was just like I was blown away and I'm like, you know, that 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 that's an act of love right there. Right, yeah, yeah. And 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 most people wouldn't even see it as an act of love. Or what it was. Right. You know, yeah. They would think that he was being like a negative fancy to me or like, you know, he was being mean or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, like that, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and I can never, ever talk to him about that. <laughs> he, he may not even have known like precisely what he was doing. Like, I don't think it was like. Right. Of course. Yeah. They ain't no. Like, you yeah. Know, he, he, he likes his football and he likes his bears and like, shut up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he yeah. Just yeah. Knew in that moment, he was like, you're doing fine. Stop mm-hmm. digging for compliments. Shut up and work. Yeah. And it's like, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's <fucking beautiful. laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and most people wouldn't even see what had just happened in that moment. I didn't see it for a few minutes. Yeah, but most people would probably never see it the rest of the way. They would they would go home that day thinking, "Man, that guy was an asshole." <laughs> telling me to fucking buck up, bucko. Right, <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh. Yeah. But I thought about it. I was like, man, I bet Jeremy would get that one. I bet he would. Oh, of course, it. yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's an angle thing. I don't because because that's like I don't think that's how I med would handle that situation. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's, I mean, it might be a similar message, but the way that it is said will be definitely very different. And and, and I think that that's what uh, a lot of times, you know, they they could share in the truth, but the the way it is manifested, I think is is what we begin to really see uh, many of the, um, many of the distinctions. And, and and I don't know, like, I think a a lot of it, you know, I, I think, many people experience this like there's this one guy that i know um he was so so he's a black american but his dad father with the father was in the military and so he mm-hmm. actually was born i believe in germany and then grew, grew up mostly in europe and so he similarly has a very i, I don't know I, I think when you're raised in a very like separated realities between your home life and your life in school or outside of your home, you, you begin to, you, you cannot help but notice, um, racial realism. And and I think cultural realism, like that, like there are actual distinctions between races and cultures and the way that, that people behave that I think, um, many people in the U S who were just raised here and never experienced anything outside, um, they, they, they just don't really get it. Like they, they, they begin to think that those kind of comments are just racist or they big think those comment comments are, are derogatory. It's like, it really isn't like, I, 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 I really don't care about 
personally people's races besides just understanding the reality of the way they behave is like mm-hmm. when, when you go to the asian culture it's the same thing it's like you have very cold people you have people that don't really you know you you know they take coldness between male companionship to the next level compared to like the anglo whites and so it's like it's like when you look at the latin culture we're like we're very touchy-feely Right, and so when, 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 Wait, have you met the have you met Middle Easterners? Middle Easterners are as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then and, and actually, uh, Koreans Koreans mm-hmm. are uh, relatively mm-hmm. like they'll they'll actually like walk hand in hand, young boys will and whatnot, and that's yeah. considered. In Peru, in Peru, my dad said the same thing. It's like they would like walk around with their hands around their waist with each other as as just as as, as friends. Like it sounds super gay for us, but it's like, yeah, for them, for them, it was normal. Um, yes, but, but I know like what what a lot of people, when, when Grant talks to me about like his experience with the Japanese and everything is, it's like, it was very different. It's like, they have different hierarchical rules. They actually have a, 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 a stricter, um, discipline and separation between the sexes and, and, um, you know, between man and man and woman and woman that, um, the, the most people do. And so it's like the, based in reality. Yes. So it's it's like they for me it's like that, that's a that, that's a that's a real thing, right? And, and and so if I'm going to encounter a Japanese person, I'm not going to expect them to be behaving the way somebody from Peru or somebody from the US really to be acting. It's like we we all have our own background, we all have our own like um both culture and genetics because in, in in the end of the day you know, it's nature and nurture. It is, yeah, parts. because because a culture is made up by biological people, mm-hmm. and so pri- the the culture didn't exist prior to human beings, and so it, it is the genetic makeup that kind of manifested the culture the way that it becomes, and and and, and I think just logically speaking, that's just a reality, and so when we look at them, it's like yeah, that's the way that they were. You could have a deep scientific explanation. Maybe people who are, who grew or raised in a cold climates, um, you know, behaved a certain way because survival was different for cold climate people than it was for moderate climate than it was for, I mean, fine. I, I don't really care necessarily what the explanation matter. is. Right. But, but us like expressing that reality, I think is beautiful. And I think us expressing that reality also opens ourselves if we want to, to be able to experience what the others experience is is like because you know simplicity of engineering and pragmatism doesn't come natural for me i do like to experience the beauty that many of the white anglers experience with that i i i love it that's why i learned electricity that's why i learned these things because it's like you know if you are in in some way experiencing the beauty of god through these things then there is something real there to be learned and and, and, I, and and I think the other way around is the same thing. It's like when, when you do see like some uh, some more Anglo-Saxon white Americans like go to Peru, like when my parents talk about it, and they just want to experience what it's like to like dance in those places or eat their food and everything. They just want to know what it's like to experience God in the way those people do. And, and it's never going to be organic for, for any of us, but it is something that we could at least learn and grow. And, and, and I think... Um, I think that that's yeah. a great thing that we that we all could do, really, in the end. Yeah, and, and that's that's why, like, yes, birds of a feather flock together. You are most comfortable with those yeah. who look and experience life like you do. Yep. Right. That that's all accurate and true. However, mm-hmm. there is more to life than just that which you know and understand. And yes. so, when when you're able to, you know, find 
you know, your your token black guy who's your friend and your token Latino guy who's yeah. your friend, like, and you can you can then go to a black barbecue and to a Latina quinceanera. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you can begin to develop a little bit of, if not understanding, at least appreciation. Yes, yeah. Like, because one of the things that 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 is awful is because most because America is so damn big. Yeah. And because our, our cultural uh, hegemony is so strong, Americans don't see the culture that we have because they're fish swimming in the river. Right. Mm. And so they don't they don't recognize that which is good about America because to them it's just that which is. And it's like Yeah. Which isn't to, which isn't to say that there aren't problems with America too. There are. Mm-hmm. But but you you like there is no light without shadow, right? Yes, like you, yeah. you you cannot understand what is good about America unless you're able to go to other places. And like, I'm, I'm blessed, yeah. you know, I spent time in Korea. I spent exactly, time in yeah. Iraq. I spent time in Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, I, I've been in multiple parts of the United States, you know, well, well simultaneously. Except Alaska. We have to change that. You know, we, we got to fly you up here. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. But yeah. My wife will, will require me to bring her and kids. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because she's been trying to convince me for years to go yeah. to Alaska and, and move out there. And I'm like, but baby, but, but baby, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just come in the summer. They get convinced as many people do. And they're like, I'm going to move here. And then you experience the winter after you already made the move. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm lucky in that, like I used to actually go from Houston to Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty far North. And yeah. so like I've experienced negative 40 degrees. Oof. Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's horrible. It's Oh man, yeah. like uh, you you walk outside and you breathe. You can't breathe through your mouth, or you'll freeze your teeth. You have to breathe through. Yeah, your nose. yeah, yeah. And, and even just breathing through your nose, mm-hmm. like the moisture from your breath just caused ice to crystallize right, yeah, on yeah. your beard and everything. And it's like, it's it's not exactly the most comfortable, but but there is. But the nice thing about Alaska is serenity that comes with that level of cold. But not only that, Alaska, Alaska is so big that not all of Alaska is that cold. Like, <laughs> you have to go up to Fairbanks for that. Uh, if you go to Southeast Alaska, there, it's a literal rainforest. It barely snows. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and so uh, you, when, when you look at the actual map of Alaska, so like I spent a, 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 a little bit <laughs> in Sitka and everything. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in Ketchikan. Yeah. It's uh, when you start getting lower down there, it's not like this cold, this horrendously cold climate where you're constantly frozen, but there is, um, but there is a variety of climates up in the state. And so uh, uh, the most populated area like Anchorage is where you're going to find more moderate temperatures. Uh, so, so I like, for example, here, here in Anchorage, it really doesn't get below zero that often. Uh, it might get below like below 10 at most but most of the, yeah most of the time here you're going to find it like a 10 degrees 20 degrees um and so so anchorage really isn't the and way that you get up there yes yeah but, that, but, the, but also because you're on the ocean so you've got the ocean effect there too right yeah so it's a little bit lower south there's other they have the oceans there but yeah, the, the more south you go um the the, the less like what uh, what you imagine alaska to be is and there, and there's plenty of it, it's just that it, it is a huge state, and I think that's something that people just don't really realize is that it, it's about a third of so, the size of the of the country, and so it's just, just imagine the way, I, the, way I, 
the way I describe it to people is I go, yeah, because you all know that Texas is big. Yeah. It's big. (laughs) If you cut Alaska in half, Texas becomes the third largest state. Yes. Yeah. That's how big it is. is. Yes. Yeah. Right. And and so so when you, when you bring Alaska down to like the continental U S we call the lower 48s and you, um, and you and you just place the, the size of it. Just think of like the top of Alaska being, um, you know, like Montana and, and whatever, and the bottom of, bottom of Alaska being California. That that's how drastic the, the temperature is going to be from the top of Alaska to the bottom. Mm. It, 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 is that it's such a huge right. state that there's that 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 the Southeast Alaska really is a completely different climate. It's a rainforest. Like you could literally start your own vineyard in, in Sitka, Alaska and grow your own grapes because of the lack of snow that they get. And, and it's just rainforest. And so there's always rain. There's, there's vegetation that looks like you're in, and you're in Oregon. it's expensive to live there. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's expensive it's because... everybody wants to live. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone wants to live in Anchorage, unfortunately. But, um, but that's just because the Clintons killed the economy in Southeast when they closed the... Um, the timber industry. And so the, 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 uh, yeah, Bill, Bill Clinton really fucked over much of Alaska with that because, uh, we, we, we produced our own timber there before, uh, because there's just so many, so much trees and everything that, that, um, that we supplied it even to different, um, states and everything. But then when they closed that down, because they're saying that, you know, they want to preserve the rainforest. Um, yeah, it, it, like Southeast Alaska right now is pretty much dead. And there's, I, I don't know if there's ever going to really, really, really recover from that from since the nineties. Unfortunately, um, unless somebody starts a different kind of industry, like I really do think if people started like a farming and or um, or vineyard type of industry in Southeast Alaska, it, it would probably boom again. But when you go there, it looks like it's stagnant from the 90s. Like even the mall looks like it, it didn't get updated from 1993. Um, yeah. And so it's I mean, the 90s were amazing. I know. Being stuck in the nineties isn't that bad. Yes, yeah, the yeah. 90s, the nineties were our heydays, man. That was. Awesome. I know. Yeah, I love southeast Southeast Alaska. Like, if I could afford, if I could get paid the same amount that I that I do here and live down there, I would one hundred percent move down to southeast. I, it, it's just more of my type of climate that, that I, I, I just love it. I, whenever I have to fly down there with um with the governor, it's like I, I just enjoy it. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this week. Because I know I'm not going to get it all the time, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So we have completely failed on what our premise was going to be. Yes, but we we, we, we got like thirty more minutes. We got thirty minutes. <laughs> Let's cover the last thirty minutes on what this episode was supposed to be on your conversion. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. So let me ask you one one question. Like, um, what was the mm-hmm. first? I guess. Why did you start investigation investigating Catholicism? Like, like there are a lot of firsts that mm. go down that path, right? Yeah. So like the the first first would be like I was raised Southern Baptist, yeah. obviously. Um and when I I got blown up in Afghanistan and mm. My buddy, PSC Zumbo, died. Mm. Uh, Army civilian, Diana, died. Uh, Rock, Republic of Korea, a South Korean soldier, died. And like 30, 35 Afghanis died. Like a suicide bomber went off right Oof. in front of the main gate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, and some of those people were women and children, right? And yeah. so, like, 
it, it was difficult because I had the classic Grant question, right? Mm-hmm. If God could, why baby die? And because like what was the, and, and really what that came down to was like, like I am a deeply flawed and troubled person mm-hmm. and I don't know how any loving father could send mm. their, you know, 12, 14 year old daughter to hell to be separate from him for eternity. I don't understand. Yeah. Like that just doesn't, that, that doesn't compute. It, I, I cannot comprehend this. Yes. Like, that's not loving. There is no, in, in you know, and in, in like you can bring that all the way down. I was like, you know, mm. Uh, I'll, I'll say like 14 because at 14 you definitely know right from wrong, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you, you know, let's say that, that, you know, you're an American so that you at least have a comprehension of what Jesus Christ is. Yeah. And uh, just cause like it's in the middle of you, right? Like so there's no excuse that you've never heard of him. Um, And you're 14. So you have a comprehension of good and evil. Like you, you actually do grok. Yes. Yeah. And you've been exposed to Jesus Christ and you die in a car accident that has, it's not your fault anyway, blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to be in hell because you didn't accept it. I was like, I can't accept that. Like, yes. My God, that the, the, the God that I would worship would have to be a loving God. And nothing about this is loving to me in any way that I can understand. I'm not saying it's not true. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't understand it. And I refuse to worship a God that would sentence a 14 year old girl to an eternity apart from him hmm. to separate yeah, yeah. his love from her. That, that that's, that's no, I refuse. It's, yes, yeah. There must be something else. And so I went and started looking and looking and I looked at Buddhism and I looked at, you know, uh, uh, paganism and all sorts of stuff. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I kept looking and kept looking because I'm like, I think there's a God, right? Like there's, there's something. Yeah. It's just, what is it? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's to me, it, it's more magical to believe that somehow this all just popped into existence. Than yes. That there's a divine creator. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's just the, the most retarded thing to me is just thinking <laughs> that somehow we just yes. happen. Yep. <laughs> that takes way more faith. It definitely does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Creator. Well, that, that's, that's how I know you, that, that, that you're actually rational. The fact that you can comprehend that so easily. Is that, is, I mean, I don't mean to stop you, but seriously, it, it, it is the, the entire thesis of, um, of Phaser's book, The Last Superstition, that's what it's about. He says, you know, it is more superstitious. Like the actual superstition is to believe that, that things came out of nothing. It's like that, 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 that takes in such an immense amount of faith that it is, it is inherently irrational, that one cannot rationally hold the position that, you know, because if you go back to ancient Greeks, they, they argued this, uh, you know, that the Latin phrase was, you know, ex nihilo nihil fit, that out of nothing, nothing comes, is the most irrational position that any person could ever take. It's like, no, that, that doesn't, that really makes no sense. But anyways, you keep going, you keep going. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, one of the first laws of energy is energy cannot be created or destroyed. Yes, yeah. Right. Reality as it exists. Yes. Yeah. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It only changes forms. Yes. 
So in order for reality to exist, something had to create it. There had to be something. Yes, yeah. And that something couldn't just be a something that just happens like that. that it's it's the most in in a ridiculous concept ever. No, it is. And yes, so yeah. It was like you know, and, and then I went. So I became agnostic, where I was like, "Well, there's a god, but I don't know what he is. I don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it, maybe it's a she. Like I don't fucking know. <laughs> yes, I have no yeah, concept, yeah. and I don't understand. But like, praise God for reality. Like, mm-hmm. thanks, I appreciate it. But I don't know who you are, and I don't know what this is. Yeah. And then uh, from there, years later. I had my kids. And so I don't know, maybe maybe it was like 10 years after I got blown up, right? Yeah. And I had my kids and I was like, okay. At the time I, I think I only had one kid and maybe a couple of my nephews were over, right? I'm like, look, I need to instill my values into my kids, but I can't do it alone, right? Like yeah. me doing it by myself is not enough. And so there's nothing that's in the Bible that's inherently harmful, right? Like mm-hmm. all, like, even if you just take it as like a book of good stories and morals, that's, it's still good. Right? Yes. Like it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. Capital G good. Even. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like even if all you're taking from it is just like Grimm's fairy book of Bible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just for how to live morally. Still good. Still valid. And so I was like, so I'm going to start going to church. Well, no, that's not how it started. It started with, I'm going to take my kids to church and they're going to go to Sunday school and I'm not going to go, but I'm at least going to take my kids there because it's Protestant. So they've got Sunday school and they associate with other kids and it's fun for them and blah, blah, blah. Right. And at least they're, they're starting to get a little bit of community from people who are not just me on, on Christian values. Right. Yes, yeah. Christian values. I like, I just didn't understand Christianity. Yeah. So I just, um, I just want to tell you my, 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 um, my client actually just, uh, rescheduled for tomorrow. And so we're good for, for, for a longer period if you uh, are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I brought this close by. Good. Yes. <laughs> nice. You got, you got your black box. Yep. Um, all right. So then, uh, so then after that, a couple of years later, I was taking a philosophy course as a part of my, oh, wow. I don't know, finance mind or something. Yeah. Right. And, and you had to take, you know, some sort of liberal arts or whatever. And I was like, well, uh, and the options were like psychology or sociology or philosophy. And I was yeah. like, I'm absolutely not taking psychology. That is pure quack work. Yes, thank you. Psychology is just I 100% agree. I piss people off with that statement, but yes. <laughs> sociology is complete bullshit because yes, yeah. it's, it, 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 they've taken, you know, like the, the concept of macroeconomics and they've yeah. tried to apply science mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. but it's all horseshit. Yes, yeah. And so I was like, so I'll go with philosophy because at least. Like Socrates and yeah. Plato are interesting to me. Yes, like as, as historical figures. Yeah, them. yeah. Just just like as as historical figures, as like Western civilization is built upon. Yeah, the concept of philosophy. Like I'm I'm at least somewhat interested in it, so I'll take it. Yeah, and my philosophy course was uh, the professor was a. a uh, a, a devout Catholic man. 
Oh, wow. Like, yeah. he dressed in black every day. That's what he wore. Yeah. Uh, he went to Mass, and a large part of what we talked about in class was yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, and wow. He called him the father of what, uh, like, it was Plato, Aristotle, and St. Thomas Aquinas. Like, those <laughs> yes, were the yeah. three that were really studied in class. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Right? Wow. Which college was yeah. this? Oh, it's a junior college, Blinn College. That's amazing. Like, Dude, not, do you remember his name? University. Oh, I might have saved on my phone. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. That I'll, is amazing. I'll, I'll later in, I would in love to reach out to him, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a he was the junior professor and yeah. whatnot. And um but you know, he taught the course and in in teaching the course, he talked about universal truth, universal beauty, and universal good and, and the virtues, right? Yes, yeah, what yeah. What the virtues are and, and how they have universal, they are universal, they are not uh, particular. Yes, yeah. And so from there, I begin, I began to go, okay, wait, 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 wait. If there's universal standards for the reality, and it's not just individual perceptions that yeah. changes everything. Yeah. Right? Like my entire understanding of the world was that like, you know, we created our reality based upon how we perceive them. And it's like, no, 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 your perceptions are flawed and fucked up because you're flawed and fucked up. But yeah. reality, reality is perfect. It's just you. And yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. That makes way more sense because I know I'm fucked up. Right. <laughs> Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so from there, you know, he would occasionally like slip and stuff like, you know, because this is true. And he would oh. just like say it like because this is true. <laughs> and, and 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 you know, he and he would slip in like St. Thomas Aquinas and Catholicism, like just just yeah. little 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 pieces thrown in there. And and I liked him. And so it was like after I'm done with the semester mm-hmm. and I'm not your student anymore. I want to go with you to mass and show me what this is. I've never been Catholic. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Like, but you, you have, you, you talked about universal truth, which I understand and get. And you talked about universal good, mm-hmm. which I understand and get. And then you talked about universal beauty and I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. like, <laughs> How is beauty this thing that matters, right? Like, like yeah. form over function. Like, like yeah, yeah. how? How? How does it make sense? <laughs> and, 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 uh, and so, like, I, I started trying to wrestle with the idea that there is a virtue and a value in beauty. Mm-hmm. And then from there... I was just like, okay. And so I went with him to mass a couple of times and like, I went with him and I followed with him and I learned, you know, just like a couple of things and whatnot. And I was like, this is really weird. And, but there, there, there was something about it where I was just like, I like it. I don't know why, Yeah. but there was just something about it where I was like, well, no, I, I know why, right? Like, I'm army, right? Like, I yeah. like tradition. I yeah. like having those 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 uniform actions that occur, right? Like, I like people being in formation, in step. I like mm-hmm. I like 
a people operating together in harmony, mm, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I like, I like order. Yes. I yeah. like order. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's definitely my Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and so it's like, I, I see so much here that I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I can feel that at least there's order. Yeah. Right. And I didn't feel that in Christian churches. Like, yeah, yeah there was uh, or Protestant churches, right? Like, there's a little bit of of like fellowship, mm-hmm. and and at the same time, like, you know, I'm a member of good standing in my church at this point. Like, I'm actually going to church. I'm getting involved. I'm, yeah. Uh, I finally actually become a member of the church, and oh, nice. I'm, I'm, uh, like I'm, I'm actively reacclimating myself into Christianity and actually like trying, you know. And like I talked to the the pastor, and I, I talked to the pastor maybe once every couple months. And one of the times I talked to him before I left, I was like, "Look, the purpose of church, in my opinion, should be teaching lessons that people need to hear." And it's like. Mm-hmm. You, you, you talk a lot about like Jesus and about abstract ideas and concepts, which are good. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I like them. It was like, but honestly, what most people need to know is like stealing is bad. Okay. Like, yeah, can you yeah. Just do a ser- can you do a series over the 10 commandments and why that matters and how it's still applicable to modern life? Cause I think that that would be of more value to more people mm-hmm. than hearing about the Sermon of the Mount for like the 27th time this, this year. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm not trying to be like hostile. I know. Like, I know. I know what you mean though. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, understand who your flock is. Right. In, mm-hmm. in, I mean, it's cool that you have these, these abstract esoteric principles that you're attempting to teach people. Yeah. But that's not where most people are. Yeah. Right. Like, you can have, if you really need to have those conversations, you can have them with me, right? Yeah. And I can understand them and I can follow them with you. But ninety percent of your congregation can't. And so, what are you really preaching to? Like, if you're not giving them directions on how to live their lives, what's mm-hmm. the point? Yeah. You know, and and maybe maybe I'm I'm a bit too harsh about it or whatnot. But anyway, um, and so at that point. Right around that time, it's like 2019, 2018, 2019, something like that. Uh, So three years ago. And then I start going more deeply into philosophy and the the concept of truth. And I start really trying to understand it and studying philosophy. And then, I don't know, 2020, 2021, somewhere around there is when I... I found Contra Gentiles and I just went through the entire catalog and yeah. I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm becoming Catholic because <laughs> yeah. you, you have made sufficient arguments in terms of logic that it just makes sense. Yes, and so yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing it. And, uh, I, you know, I told the family and, uh, I was like, oh, we're becoming Catholic. And they're like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, don't worry. You're just going to do what I tell you to do. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real man right there. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and but my wife was like, okay, like we're moving yeah. in a couple months to Indiana. Can you just wait until we move to Indiana? And yeah. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. And I'm sure what she thought that meant was like, oh, this space. Uh, 
<laughs> moved to Indiana, and I'm like, oh, look, there's the Catholic church. We're going. And she's like, yeah. Because my, my wife is still antagonistic towards Christianity <laughs> in general. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And Catholicism is Yeah. But I have, it, that that is, that is both uh, my burden and not my responsibility. Yes, right? yeah, like, yeah. I will attempt to live the best life I can and show her why this matters for her. Yeah. But I'm not responsible for changing her heart in any way. That's on God. Yes. And on yeah. her. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's like a dual thing where it's like, I'm accountable for making sure that I'm doing what I need to do. Like I, I really need to learn the rosary and I need to start praying the rosary. Yeah. But, you know, but at the end of the day, like she has free will. I can't make her do stuff. Right. Yeah. I can make my children do stuff that they are going to mass with. Me. Yeah. They're yeah. Going yeah. Through Catholic church, uh, training and whatnot. Yeah. And like, I'm talking to local people to see if I can start Catholic school here. So oh, that'd really, be amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, if we, if we go back to the political for, for just a second, mm-hmm. so many people, see that there are problems coming down the pipeline in the future. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so what do you do about it? Right. And my, my gut reaction is that what needs to be done is that parishes need to be made as strong as possible. So they can be ports for the coming storm. They need to be safe places. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean it needs to be done all at one time. Mm-hmm. But what that what that means is like you begin establishing, you know, like you don't need a you know a two thousand school, uh, two thousand student school to be you know to be a Catholic school or whatever. No, yeah, no, no. Like start with six kids. I don't care. Like start somewhere. Just, yes, yeah. Just start, start the process of you know we're going to have monthly picnics and we're going to do this yeah. and we're going to do that and we're going to build community you know like uh one of the things i, I talked to uh, a local father about or you know, one of them yeah. we don't have a dedicated priest yet uh we're still trying to find one oh, okay but one one of the things i talked to the father about was like there's two thousand years catholic history yeah are you telling me there's not some kind of uh Catholic order that we could, you know, utilize because the the greatest place that I think failure occurs mm-hmm. right now is from like sixteen to twenty six. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where, right? So it's like if we if we had some kind of order for those kids to go to where they're treated as adults and they're building that community yeah. amongst themselves. Under under Catholicism, and and they can they can start to be given more authority and more responsibility, and, and build that community, build those relationships because relationships is what it's built on. Yeah, and we can we can give them more knowledge about Catholicism, so that they are better equipped mm-hmm. when they choose whether they're going to be um, uh, nuns or priests or uh, parents. Right? Yeah, but they've got a much more deep understanding of Catholicism and the whys yeah. of it. 
right? And so then it equips them to be better parents because we know that like from zero to 16, parents bring their kids and they're forced to come. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, we know at like 26, they have kids and then they're coming back to Catholic Church because they want their kids to have the experience they have. Okay, so so what we need to look at is like 16 to 26. And so if if there's some kind of, of... Paternal order or something, yeah. Where we could start to, to, where we could put them in it and keep them in it, and we've got all this heritage and tradition, and we can, you know, like the 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 squires of the Crusaders or whatever, right? Like I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. care what the name is, right? but the the concept is you're it's you're learning and growing, you know, your pages. You're not full mm-hmm. members, you know, or your members, but your members. In training, right? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the concept, right? Like, yeah. I I think I think I think that's needed uh, desperately. Yeah. You know, because that that would give them an organization to belong to. Yes, and and, and, and I think this is where need this is where like former Protestants can be more helpful in. And and I've been arguing this for years. Is that the one thing that I've noticed about Protestant world is how good they are in having their like teenagers um and and younger i guess 20 year old younger adults i mean they're, they're young adults as teenagers anyways but that they're young adults engaged really within their community mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of that straight away i'm not saying that it's perfect but but, but i do oh, think they, they do a better job really than the catholics do there and that's something that we really could learn um the catholic world can learn from what the protestants have done there and um right, but, uh, but it needs to be done in the Catholic way. Right? It, uh, yes, the yes. Protest, the, the, the Protestant way is like, you know, big church revivals. Exactly, yeah. Summer camps and like rock music. And yeah. Like youth pastors with earrings and shit. I'm like, no. Yes, and yeah. punching people in the nuts. Like, no. And, and the, right? the, the one thing, <laughs> yes, the one thing that, that I have noticed anyways, at, at least from my pursuit with something like that because because many times that that's been my, my desire with with within within any kind of a Catholic community was um was really having them know not not to lose hope because uh, you know the, the traditional Catholic view when you look at many literature and I know you don't like poetry and stuff but when you look at many literature and poetry and stuff everything um hell was it's ma- not that I don't like it, yes that I don't I don't understand you don't understand it yes and so it, 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 is, it doesn't Yes. Yeah. And so hell, hell was literally synonymous with despair. And so when you have the three theological virtues, you have faith, hope, and love, right? Mm. And so the one theological virtue that um, defines hell the most is the lack of hope. And so when, yeah. when, you, when you're in absolute despair. And so psychologically, when, when, when young people get into their hormonal phase— the thing is that that I think always turns them off about the church is that they they fall into a state of despair because mm-hmm. they begin to do things that they know they should not be doing. They either mm-hmm. begin to watch porn, they start fooling around with their girlfriends or their boyfriends, they start doing things that their hormones bring them into. And, and mm-hmm. the, 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 there was many young people that I encountered, and, and so they would, they would come to me and they'd be like, I don't know what to do at this point because in their because all all these kids yes. think that they're special and unique and they're yes. experiencing problems that have there never is been yes in, but the one thing like, but the one thing that has helped time and time again when I've spoken to them 
was bring into the forefront and and and, and it's going to sound silly but I just say to them that's what confession is for mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's it's like mm-hmm. you these people like begin to engage into this kind of um uh, vice and and they succumb mm-hmm. to it I was like yes but that's the point of confession when 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 you begin to say my desire for sex is greater than truth itself that's when you allow pride to overtake all things if you are going to begin to fuck your girlfriend or if you're a girl to fuck your boyfriend the one thing that i think the the, the young catholics need to hear is like that's what fucking confession is for you don't reject truth just because you engage in a certain sin this sin doesn't just mean automatically poof i am no longer catholic and it's like no, that does, that, that's not what that means. When 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 they were engaging in you know Thanksgiving feast and they had the pumpkin pie when they're already full from eating too much turkey, that doesn't mean because they want the pumpkin pie now they have to reject Catholicism. It's like no no no, go to confession, go there, get so the I, graces. I have a question for you because yeah. you you have experience in Europe and with South America, right? Yeah. So I know that that like sexual uh immorality is like this it's vastly overweighted in american yes yeah Protestant land, right what you're describing is that still a problem in in central south american europe in terms of young mm-hmm. people getting away from the church yes yeah due to sexual choices even though it's not nearly as uh verboten there as it is here Yes, and, and they do leave, but the, the the difference is the difference really is their attitude towards it. it, it is, is for example, I think I, I just I, I explained it, Jay when Jay and I were talking, it's the same thing. It was that I know many Catholics um, who were raised Catholic that were from Peru um, that stopped going to mass. But if you were to ever ask them, you know, what is a true church? They all would answer the Catholic Church is a true is a true church. It's just that they 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 cease to partake in the sacrament of of um of the Eucharist, and that's really what what you see. While what you normally see, like in the um, more Protestant worlds, who who have um, a large Catholic population, like the U.S., is that they begin to deny the truth of the Church altogether, and there and there is a, a great distinction there. And so, oh, and, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like when the when the Latin American or the Italian or the Portuguese stop attending mass because they succumb to this to the sin, they always leave door the they always leave open the door for redemption. In the, in that, eventually they will be, begin to go to confession again. While I think the cutoff is that there's a difference between that kind of attitude, and, and many times also due to laziness. Like you, you meet a lot of Latinos that that just are so overburdened through work and their family that they stop going to mass that it's stupid. And, and I think that, 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 that overburdened. yeah, overburdened. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I do think that needs With to be corrected. Yes, yes, yes. They need to be corrected in, in those worlds. I, I think the entire Western world is kind of fucked right now, but I think it's for different reasons, but, but I do think there's a vitriol, that, that you find with American former Catholics when they reach that point where they want to deny the church altogether as opposed to simply stop receiving the sacrament of the Eucharist. 
Because because in fact, when somebody begins to engage in mortal sin and they no longer receive the Eucharist, they are in greater graces because they recognize that they are not in good standing with the church Mm -hmm. in order to receive the Eucharist, Mm -hmm. as opposed to simply saying the Eucharist is not true and I no Mm -hmm. longer adhere to the teachings of the church altogether. And, and, and I think that's where the where the separation is. Right, no, there's a, there's a very big difference between stopping attending truth and denying truth. Those yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you see in the Latin world when they start engaging in sexual sins is that they just stop attending mass and they stop going to confession, and and, and, that, and that's what it is. But there, just there, make, pros- yeah. make prostitution legal, and a lot, yes. a lot of that probably go away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, but 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 I I've noticed the, in, in the more Catholic I become, the more liberal I become in so many ways. I know, yes, yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. That, that's what you, we begin to see. I, I, I remember there was this meme that was a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if I could find it eventually. I might repost it on, on Twitter or whatever. But um, where it listed different things, right? It said, you know, uh, you 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 believe that you know. Uh, people should uh, should believe that marriage is a sacrament between man and woman. You know, it's a conservative idea. And then below it, he says, "You you believe that prostitution should be legal? It's it's a it's a liberal idea." And then 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 uh, then underneath that, it will give like another conservative idea and then liberal idea. And then in the end, it says, "What are you, liberal or conservative?" And it says, uh, "Neither. I'm just Catholic." <laughs> and and I do think that's eventually what ends up happening is like you you see these things as like there there there's a distinction between licit behavior and moral behavior. Is that I could very easily say prostitution is an immoral behavior. I have no problem doing that. A a, a female is desecrating their body. She should not do that. That that is not Mm -hmm. something that is the glory of God. That is a degradation of the self and the degradation of God. But simultaneously... I would say that should be yes. Actually, to say that that should still be licit in in society all, because of that. All of those things could be said about booze and everything. And tobacco. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like, are you, am I glorifying God when I smoke a cigarette? No. It's like no, no. Like have 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 I have I actually been contemplating getting a fucking pipe because you you yeah. talked about how. The purpose of your lungs, the what is the teleology? Yeah, the teleology of the yeah. The teleology is to breathe air, and if you're breathing smoke, you're actually not performing the proper function of your lungs. Yes, yes. Fucking get a pipe. Yeah. I'm like, now I'm fucking considering getting a pipe because what you say makes sense, and I don't like it. And it's like, man, or just cigars. Cigars you don't inhale either. You know, I think that's the reason why. There it is. Yes. Yeah. I think I saw so many like like Latino smoke cigars and shit. It's like, yeah, I'm not gonna smoke cigarette. Just give me the fucking cigar. And um, yeah, there 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 is that. Uh, yeah, there 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 is a. Uh, I think reality. And I think it's just something that we just kind of need to accept. And and the more that we begin to deny this reality, I think the young people are begin to be turned off by it. It's like you you look at the Catholic world. Like there was um a story of a. I, 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 I forgot which. Oh, I'm sorry. Where were you headed out to? No, I, I said I'm listening. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. My oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so there was this story of I can't remember. So anybody could look it up, but of a certain um, king of France, and I believe it was around the 13 or 1400s. And this king of France um, 
be, began to stop um, attending mass, and he, and he he kind of just stopped practicing Catholicism altogether. And um, and it wasn't until I think it was like his second or third mistress, and this particular mistress actually led him back to God. And, and, and so she kept telling him, no, you need to begin to attend mass. You need to be, be back in the graces of God. And so she, she became like the beloved mistress of this king in France. And he was, and she became his favorite. And she actually brought him back to the faith when he was, uh, when he was going away from the faith. And, and, and then when you, when, when you read like narratives in the old Testament where David would kill the person's, um, husband because he wanted to marry her and did all these things we we tend to forget the difference between licitness and morality is that we could we could obviously claim this king of france ought not to have these mistresses but should it be um socially licit and can good come out of it of course i mean good can come out of any act of love in which god allows it to do to exist whether it is David who brutally murdered somebody to marry the wife and then become the greatest king within the Jews ever had, or the mistress of a certain king of France, is that good can always come out of any situation. And the, and, and, and the more that we begin to deny it and the more that we begin to not really comprehend what's going on, I do think becomes a turnoff for many young people. Because when, when oh, they yeah. yeah when they read that uh, when um, Grant was uh, before he left to to England he had one one final castle with the RCIA, and the teacher there was unable to reconcile the story of David, and, and this is what I brought to him I was like because he, he said he's always struggled with with the story of David because when you look at the story of David, everything that he has done was in our culture worse than what Solomon did. Right, so, so, yeah, Solomon. That's because we have a we have a fucked up understanding of of, of yes. We, we we don't have any understanding of hierarchy. We don't. Yes, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Right, or well, that's a problem. Yes, which I yeah, think is the root cause of many other problems. But we don't yeah. understand hierarchy. But no, I, I I totally understand what you're getting because, quite frankly, like as horrific mm-hmm. as brain damage is, and as um, like knowing that more than likely by the time I'm 65, like yeah. I'll probably have Alzheimer's or something like my, yeah, yeah. like once you get brain damage, like the brain doesn't heal. It's just going to continue to degrade over time. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, I might very well, you know, be drooling by the time I'm 65. Who fucking knows? Right? Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it's there in the back of my mind. Uh, I, I just don't worry about it because what yeah, the just, fuck am I going to do about it? Am I a brain surgeon? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. um, the way I view, <clears throat> view things many times. But, but, because as horrific as that event was, mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today. I would not be trying to do the things I'm trying to do. I would not be the man I am if not yeah. for that. And and though I have not yet been successful in uh, becoming a saint. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, even the idea of being a saint terrifies me. Yeah. Right? Uh, But, like, though I have not yet been successful in helping large swaths of people to 
discover God, to discover truth, and, and to more fully accept reality as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've been, I'm, I'm a good husband, and I'm a yeah. good father. And, and now I'm, like, working with some kids and trying to teach them at the high school level. And, like, I'm trying, man. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and, and I wouldn't be the person I am. I, I wouldn't have the the stature that I do in the world at large. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would – because – why? Why the fuck would anybody listen to a thirty-year-old 30 guy? Yeah. Like, what? What do you bring to the table? Well, I bring a lot of pain. That's what I bring. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that pain enabled me to uh, learn lessons quicker because the cheat code to life is a shit ton of pain and suffering. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like that, that's that's how you accelerate through the learning curve fast yeah. is by pain and suffering. You learned doing the pain and suffering of school and, and, and having rigorous mm-hmm. thought, right? And so you've, you've got your sheepskin for that. Yeah. I don't mean to stop you, but I, I would say that's part of it. But there are, there are things that well, in, in, a, in, in, in your life. Yeah, in a podcast, I, I, never, I never really say, uh, you know, specifically the, the, the things. But, 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 but there are things that happen in my life that, um, that I would say in the end, probably influenced me the most more than my education more than things there are particular things that happened in my life that mm-hmm. made me realize one key truth that i think mattered more than anything else and that is that i can do everything right i you, you could be like the best husband you could be the best worker you could be the best whatever student and shit will still hit you is that you have zero control over that. And, and, and I think that, to me, it, it, particular things that happened within my life that made me realize, I was like, it isn't about me in the end. That, that, that you know, when I do these good, ac- good actions, I should not be expecting a good consequence for me. Like, I don't matter in that way. That, that's, f- for me, the greatest lesson that I've learned because then I, I'm able to sacrifice myself for the good of truth, for the good of the others, and for the good of my family, for whatever that it's never for me anymore. It's it's for the other. That 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 to to share in the sacrifice of Christ is to share in the way that he did, where he was allowed himself to be forsaken by the Father altogether. And, 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 and yeah. here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, a question for you, and then I'll I'll relate that towards something I'm, I'm willing to share. In yeah. Terms of, you know why we have. That similar understanding, right? Yeah. Um, but the question for you is, is karma a con? Yes. Is karma a con? 100%. Right? Like, like we talk about, like, we talk about karma, and it's like, oh, well, you know, karma, I'm getting It's like, no, yeah. no, 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 God's justice is justice. Yeah. But God's justice isn't karma. No. Right? Like, there's there's no balancing act. Nothing. Like, um, I know, I, I know evil motherfuckers that are wealthy and powerful. Well, and, yes. And to be fair, like, I, I don't think that they, I don't think they enjoy their life nearly as much as I do. Yes. But you do know but, people that did shitty things in their life and rejoice and they get so much in life. And, and, and I also you, know people that are so good that just get shat upon constantly. Yeah. Whether it's from, right. a, from a particular individual or just life. 
like getting cancer, getting whatever. It's like, no matter what you do, it, just, it, it should not be, you know, like St. Teresa of Avila said this, you know, are you seeking God through yourself? Or are you seeking yourself through God? And, and, and it's like, in the end, if you're doing all these good actions because you are expecting a, a return in the end, you kind of lose the game at that point. If it, if I can call it a game, but, but, but at the yeah. end of the day, it's like you, you when Christ died on the cross for you, for me, for all of us, he didn't get something in return. No. And that's, that's, that's the, yeah. So that's the part that's hardest for me. Yeah. The part that's hardest for me is accepting. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. I cannot earn his love. Yes. I cannot, I cannot work my way towards grace. Yeah. There's, there's, as as fucking horrible as a sinner as I am, yep. there's nothing that I can do yep. to ameliorate anything that I've done, have done in the past, will do in the future. Like nothing. Nothing. It's all nothing. Yes. And so I cannot I cannot work away my debt. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't do it. Yep. Nothing. Oh, it's so <laughs> <laughs> that for me Please? was for me, that was the freeing moment because then I just don't, I don't care anymore. It's, it's like I look at myself and like, then just fuck it. It's not for me that it, it, that that everything that I do in my life, and that if in the end I know that I deserve damnation, so God gives me what I earn, then let it be. I don't care. But the one thing I do pray for, and the one thing I do work for, is everybody whom I have met and I have loved, not them. Right. You know, take yeah. me, let me suffer, let me pay my debt in eternal damnation, but not them. That is the only yeah. thing I care about anymore in this life. Because yeah. I realize yeah. that there, there's nothing that I can do to merit heaven. There is nothing that I can do to get the consequences in which I believe will be just in terms of my correct actions. Because I could do everything fucking right Everything fucking 100% right. I could be praying the rosary every fucking day. I could wait until marriage to fucking have sex and you would still be fucking screwed over. You would still have everything that you have loved ripped away from you. And I know that. I know that because it has happened to me. And so because it is the fact that it has happened to me, I say, fuck it. If I, if I will not get anything out of it, let it be then. Amen. Let it be but not those others, not my children, not the people that I love, not them. If I have to suffer hell for them, then let me suffer hell. I just don't care anymore. And that's the way really in the end that I live my life. And uh, yeah, it's, so this will, this will be story time with uncle Josh. Right. And yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put a picture on what you're describing in a way that I, I can describe. Right. Yeah. And so, um, Story time with me is my first deployment to Afghanistan. It's 0405. Yeah. And we're getting rockets and mortars that are incoming every single day. Yeah. Every single day, we've got explosions that are occurring. You know, sometimes they're far away, sometimes they're close, right? And like far away and close are, you know, random metrics that change as you get more comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but there, there comes a point in time in which you realize, like, 
you have no control. Yeah. Like there, there is no, you, you don't control the opponent. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't control what they're going to do. You don't control how they're going to act. You, you can be doing everything correctly. You can be wearing your body armor on alert, doing, you know, doing, you know, the, all the things that are required to be the, the best soldier. Yeah. And you just fucking die. Yeah. Because it was your time. Yep. And, and it doesn't matter. You yeah. can be the shittiest soldier that ever lived and fucking walk through yes. in your underwear, <laughs> no problems. Yes, yeah. Because it wasn't your time. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so there, there, there comes a a peace of mind mm-hmm. wherein you accept you're a dead man walking. Yes, like, yeah. You're just waiting on a funeral. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Yes, but it will but, happen. But but it will happen. It's only yeah. a matter of time. I mean, yes. people are dying all around you. Yeah. You're, you're literally getting bombed every single day. Like, yeah. it's just a matter of time. Now, miraculously, I'm here. Yes. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it is miraculous because, like, the explosion that went off that, that killed my buddy, you know, P.S. Zumbo, mm-hmm. he was standing directly between me and the blast. If I would have mm-hmm. been inches either side, the shrapnel would have hit me and probably killed me. Yeah. Like it's it's the grace of God that I exist today. Yes, yeah. And and in, in the burden that is, because it's like, okay, I exist through the grace of God. Now how do I honor that properly? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And the answer is uh nothing. You can't do anything. It's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. No, no, it can't be nothing. And so, yeah. you know, you, you, you attempt to derive uh, meaning. You, you, you attempt to figure out ways and, you know, and, and like, you know, it, it's a part of me where it's like, I, I need to be the best father and best husband I can be because he died. His, his, his baby girls will yeah. never know him. Yeah. He, he died when they were still young. And so all they get is, is a photograph. And it's like, I need to do better for my kids because although he did not intend to be between me and the blast, mm. he still was. Yeah. And so I still need to honor that sacrifice. I still need to, I still need to comport myself in such a way as I would not shame his memory. Because yeah. now my actions are not just a reflection of me. It's now a reflection of him. And then mm. when you realize, and, and, and like, I get a little emotional about this because mm. it's kind of fucking emotional, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> that's also true for Jesus Christ. We yes. just don't have that emotional connection, right? Like yeah. he did the exact same thing, except he did it willingly. He did it knowingly. Yes. And it's like, if you don't have that emotional connection with Jesus Christ, like mm-hmm. maybe that's on you a little bit, boo. Like, yes. Like, yeah. And have you really, have you really thought about what this fucking means? Yeah. Like, have you really thought about how God loved you so much that he gave up his only begotten son? Yes. Like, it's kind of like, if you're not a dad, like I cannot explain to you, that there is no fucking chance that I would yeah. ever sacrifice my child. 
Like the fact that Abram yeah. was willing to do that before he became I know, parent, yes, like, yeah. That's insanity. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can I I I No, I know what you mean, hard, yeah. But like there is a zero percent chance that, yeah. that if I felt the calling to God, he told me what you need to do yeah. is play your son a lie. And it's like, no, fuck you. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. My response you know, was just, just take my, me instead. God, yes. Yeah. My, yeah. I'll just kill myself. Like, yes. Yeah. Not, there's, there's, I, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Well, you know, and, and no, yeah. It's the, what's what's so frustrating is it's like I I I know how to work. I know I work hard, and and you know, at least in terms of secular, I'm I'm a decent person like i'm still a horrific sinner don't get me wrong but like yeah compared yeah. to most people i'm pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's like yeah you know i don't beat my wife i don't beat my children yeah. you know i'm able to you know maintain a job and i'm, I'm of course I'm a, yeah yeah you, you know, provide citizen, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 right? yeah and so it's like like i'm, I'm, a, I'm a decent human being and and, and, and it's all ashes and none yes. of fucking matters at all and it's yes like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't that's a, for me that's a, the, the liberating part it's like then then it just doesn't matter because the less that i could think about me the less i could think about what i think that i deserve the better it is for everybody else in my life because for for them i want it to be good for them i want them to experience the glory of god i want all of them to enter the kingdom of heaven and i will do whatever it takes for that to happen and mm. And I resign myself to the reality that what I deserve is not that. Mm. You know, I design myself my, 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 myself to the reality that if, in the end of the day, what God gives me is what I deserve, then Amen. So be it. And if and and, and I if am, and, and I, you and I both, yeah, are fully willing to take her on way more than whatever our allotment is. Yes, if it means that our children are able to go free. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I, it just doesn't matter to me anymore. It's like, I I just don't matter anymore. It's like, fine. I I don't matter. I don't matter because you know, like like the one verse that I I love where it says those who seek to save their life will lose it. And those who, those who lose their their life for my sake will gain eternal life. And it's like, I I understand that. It's like, you just, you really just stop thinking about that. It's like, no, why, why do I want to go to mass? It's not because for me It's because I know that when my, when my kids watch me there in mass praying, they will, they will simply follow. I don't, I don't have to argue with them. Nothing. I say, we're just going. And then we go and then and they see it. And then when they see, if they see me in confession, they go to confession and they experience all these glory, you know, just the richness that the church gives them. And I, that's all I really want. And if they, themselves have the same calling in which God wants them to forsake themselves for others, then so be it. But to share within that suffering of Christ, to share within that love, that passion that Christ is, which is to negate the self, to understand what it means to be forsaken by God. That's the only thing. To understand love. And and that's Mm -hmm. the part that I really didn't understand for a long time. Yeah. Right? Like, love true love is sacrificial yes right like once once i began to understand that which i think was due to your your show as well Mm -hmm. that's where things started clicking right like 22 soldiers a day commit suicide yeah that's the average yeah the average is 22 soldiers a day 
The reason that number is so high is because when you're in the military, right? Not just the army, the military, yeah. right? Like when you're in the military, you are part of a mission. Right? You're mm-hmm. part of a team. You're working together to accomplish a mission. The the thing that you're doing is larger than just yourself. Like you are dedicated toward this cause, right? And you're con- every every single cog in the machine is moving towards this goal, right? Yeah. And so you are more than just yourself. Yeah. You you are a, a piece of the machine. And it's glorious. It's yeah. beautiful. Because you know that you matter. You're replaceable. Yes. Right? That, that's the thing about the army, right? Like um you're replaceable. Every single person in the army is replaceable. Yeah. Or the military. Like I say the army because that's from military law. Right? Every single person is replaceable, but every single person's important. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not necessarily the individual, it's the job. Right? Yeah. But that's what Christianity is different. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the individual that matters. And you know, one of the reasons why I started looking at, at Catholicism specifically was because I needed to be a part <clears throat> of a hierarchy. I needed to be a part of the machine. I needed to have purpose. Yeah. And and purpose greater than just my family. Like maybe that's yes, enough yeah. for my wife. Like, I, God bless her. Yeah. Right? Like, but I, I'm a man. And, mm-hmm. and part of what makes men men, at least, um, I, I, I hesitate to use the terms like exceptional or anything else, but mm-hmm. like part of what makes manly men masculine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Is that we want to we, we want to build legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not content with just existing through life. Yes, we want yeah. to build things that will last beyond us. Yeah, and. But but the way it, it doesn't necessarily have to be my name on it, right? It's just like my values mm-hmm. need to exist beyond me. Like I don't necessarily need recognition. Recognition occurs for great men, and I'm doubt yes. I will be a great man. But but at least those values, the heritage, the traditions, the things that matter to me, mm-hmm. that I can impart that continues, leave yeah. my mark on the world in some small way. Yeah. Right. And the greatest way that that happens is, of course, our children. Right. That's yeah. Why we children. But it can also be in the work that we do. It can be in the things that we create. It can be in in so many other avenues. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of those pieces are magnified when you're a part of the machine, and when you have that purpose. Yeah. And so that's that's a large part of why I I was looking at Catholicism and why I chose Catholicism is because. A, I believe it's true. Yeah. And B, I know that the the greatest that that the the greatness that is man mm-hmm. is made more manifest when they are a part of a machine that is dedicated towards truth and reality. Yes, beautiful. Right? When they are moving in concert and fucking order. Yes, right? yeah, like when, yeah. When that's occurring. Yes, yeah. That's when 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 beauty can occur and that's that's when greatness can occur and that's yes. when that's when civilization can change and evolve and become better yeah. and more just, right? And and so it's like I want to be a part of that. 
I, I, I need a, I need a mission. Yes. I need a yeah. mission. I need something that's beyond just me. Yes. Because yeah. I am a pitiful sinner. Yes. I, it, it must be greater than me. Just, just the glorification of myself is insufficient. Yeah. Yeah. I need more. Yeah. And not more in the sense of like wealth or power or if, yes. no, 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 no. I, I need to be directed yeah. towards more. You need more of that reality. And I need to be advancing the cause. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I need a cause. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and I, I, think, I, I 100% I, agree with I you. Think, yeah. I think a lot of veterans, the reason why you have 22 a day is they go from a life where they have purpose and meaning yeah. and they move from that into the civilian sector where now they must become their own God. Yes. They yeah. Their own reality and their perception becomes the truth mm-hmm. and they are unequipped to deal with it. Purpose. Yeah. And th- the biggest reason they're unequipped to deal with this because it's all fucking false. It's, it's not true. Yeah. And they've dealt with truth for so long, and then they have to deal with fake, and they don't know how to deal with this. Yes, yeah. And there's, there's no, there's no methodology. And I think, I think Catholicism could assist <clears throat> a lot of veterans in that way. It's like, just, 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 just keep being a soldier and just change the army. Yeah. <laughs> Go be Beautiful. A yeah. The army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The church militant. Yep, that's what they call it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, and, and and I think I think if more soldiers knew that, yeah, knew and and, and quite honestly, like without trying to go, like I, th- I think I think men in general stuff. need that too. Yes, yes. because that, that's just a masculine 100%. feature. Yeah, men need to know no, that there's. It, it, well, in 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 men need men need martial. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, Marshall M A R T I A. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we 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 need <clears throat> we need purpose and we need meaning mm-hmm. and we don't derive those things purely from children and legacy. Yes. Right. Like it, it also like the work we do mm-hmm. is a big part of that, and so like just being you know, a fucking widget clicker isn't, right, isn't yeah. sufficient. Like yeah. your soul just begins to atrophy. Right. And so, um, if you're able to marry widget clicker with being a soldier for Christ, that's where you can actually have that balance Yeah, where you have, you have meaning and purpose in what mm-hmm. you're doing and you are providing the labor that's required that is your toil, that is your duty, yes, right? That's yeah, your yeah. punishment. Yes, right? yeah. And so then, then you have both, yeah. right? Um, you can't derive meaning from work alone, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's where a lot of, you know, work ethic fails miserably. But, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, I, I really do think that, like, if, if I could just get more veterans to understand this, like, dude, the Catholic Church calls them soldiers of Christ, and and if if there were a, like I said, it, I'm not trying to get political because yeah, I yeah. don't know a lot about Catholicism, stuff, right? But it's like one doesn't if need the to Catholic know. Church, yeah, would embrace mm-hmm. its its legacy of like 
yeah, bitch, we were the Crusaders. And yes, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. The Knights of Columbus, if the Knights of Columbus were yeah. out there like parading in dress uniforms with swords, like, yeah, yeah. we're the Knights of Columbus. Yes. You, yeah. You problem with it? Yeah. We, we, we have fucking hierarchy. Yeah. Do, do you want to be a part of something that matters? Come join us. Like, yes. Yeah. If, 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 if they, if they had that shut spot, that, yeah. Like, I, I really, you know, and, and like, I, I don't, I, I hesitate to try to, you know, to dictate what I think should be done in mm-hmm. any sense, you know, in, in Catholicism, because my role is to shut up and do what I'm told. And I'm fine with that. I really, really am. Yeah. But I also think that there's a, a, of value in accepting that which is mm-hmm. while simultaneously going, this might be a better way. Yes. Have you considered instead of trying to change to bring in new people, mm-hmm. have you considered just embracing your heritage and your tradition? Yeah. And like, because that's what people really, really need. Yeah. And and I don't think that I, I don't, I don't know. And that's, that's the real answer, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But like looking at Catholicism from halfway out and halfway in and like beginning to enter into Catholicism. Yeah. I'm like, why the fuck aren't you embracing like colonial expansion and conquistadors and crusaders and like, you know, uh, um, what is it? Uh, the, the death aspect and like yeah so like yeah the, the skulls and everything like, yeah why yeah why aren't you I know yeah like no I agree with you Mori, right like yes yeah em- embrace that but th- because yes that and, and, is the thing that separates you most from yeah it is and I think this is the beautiful part about Vatican II is that Vatican II is calling for lay people to be more involved that way and 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 that was a that was probably one of the biggest messages of Vatican II. And so you're living in a time period where someone like you can actually make that kind of difference, where you're not in opposition of the church, but you're trying to glorify the church in its own traditions. And that, and, and that there's movements that people can do where they're, where they're uh, creating or, orders for lay people. Like th- th- this is something that, that many people in different countries were, were, were doing and still are doing right now. It's like, that that's a beautiful thing because... Mm-hmm. It 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 it, it focuses on this, this this sense of pastoralism where where we shouldn't just leave it up to the priests and the bishops to do it. That as lay people, we can start movements within the church and get the approval of the bishops in the church in order for us to begin to mobilize lay people to be more involved. And I, and I think that, yeah. that that's a good well, thing. Yeah. And to be fair, like everything that I'm saying here, mm-hmm. I've talked to. The father about yeah you know i, I i've taught i'm 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 talking to people be, because there's a hierarchy right and so yeah. like i'm i'm actively talking to the priest and i'm talking yeah. to or at least one of the one of the regular mm-hmm. and i'm talking to um powerful parishioners that are in the auditorium you know whose fathers are deacons yeah 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 and deacons and so on right and like and i'm talking to them and i'm like look I know I'm just going through RCIA, right? Like I'm a nobody. Yeah. That's fine. You don't have to listen. However, <laughs> I think that this is a thing that would be of value. Yeah. 
and I I cannot do this thing on my own mm-hmm. because I recognize that hierarchy exists. And yeah. so I am asking for guidance on if this is good, how it could be done, yeah. how I might be of assistance. What can I do to make this happen? Yeah. Because the the thing that I've really I had a conversation with my wife mm-hmm. this week and and um she was talking about politics she was and i was like you know because i just recently started working as a butcher yeah and because skills skills matter right and uh and so i was like you know i'm enjoying learning how to be a butcher and i'm enjoying being a teacher part-time you know these these are both good things and i'm enjoying it and you know there's there's frustration and headaches right yeah yeah. of course that's every job uh but i but I was like, but honestly, like my natural skill set is in communication. I'm really good at talking and I'm really good at explaining com- complex ideas in simple yeah. ways. Right. It's why I'm that's why I'm a good teacher. Yeah. At least why I think I'm a good teacher. Um, because that's a really hard, it's a really hard thing to break down a complex it is. I agree with you, yeah. Into a simple enough idea that people can understand. Right? Yeah. And that's engineering one on one. Yeah. Um but uh, and I was like, these these are complex things, but I'm I'm able to communicate well, and so you know if I'm helping out in local politics and whatnot, and they ask me to get involved, and you know, and I run for office or if I get appointed to some position, you know, it might be beneficial for me to go towards that which is my strong suit that you know the the gifts the gifts that God has given. Yeah, and she's like, that might be true. However, if you were to try to go into some political office, because those are the gifts that God has given you, yeah, that means that you cannot share that with your children. Yeah. Because if what you care about is being able to develop that family unit with your children, then you're going to need to teach them skills, real skills that matter. If you're a butcher, you can teach your kids to be butchers. Yeah. If you you're a consultant or a politician, you can't really bring your kids with you and go and do that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like that's not, that's not a thing. And that skill set is, is, is so much more difficult rather than the, the manual skill set of just cutting beef. Like you can be a retard and do that. If you, if you've spent enough time getting tutored to talk, right. Yeah. Anybody can do it. It, it, it is a skill set, but like, it's a skill set that, you know, relative morons can learn. Given given enough time, given enough patience, right? Like, um, and so it's like, you know, so what, what actually matters to you? Is it uh, having power and influence or is it training your children to be able to learn something and to be able to follow you and to learn the skills that you learn? Yeah. It's like, Oh, that's a way of thinking about this that I never thought about before. And it kind of coincided with another thought, I had, which was quite frankly, I, I don't, all the problems that we have, I don't think are actually political. I think they're spiritual. Yes. Yeah. I agree. With right? you. Like we're dealing with, 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 we're dealing with problems of truth and reality. Yeah. Right. Like those aren't actually political problems. Spiritual. They're, they're manifesting mm-hmm. as political problems, but the root is spiritual. And so it's yeah. like, 
should I be investing time in politics or should I be focusing my time on the church yeah. and investing my time in the church? And maybe what I really, really should be doing is instead of, you know, going to campaign events and getting known by the local power brokers and, yeah. you know, slowly building a, a base of power where I'm at, should I instead be volunteering with the mission and yeah. doing my rosary and just focusing on spiritual warfare and begin to think more and more that what I really need to be doing is not politics. Yeah. It's, it's actually spirit. Yeah. And like I, what I actually need to do is focus on the church. And if I can get that, I don't know, 80% correct. Yeah. Then doors may open that God chooses to open. But like, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm thinking I need to, I need to step away from political stuff altogether and yeah. really, really just focus on the church. Yeah. And and you because could do man can only do so many things. Yes. And, and you could do you could you, you just have ability to do so much. I mean, a lot of times you're just starting out slow, like holding a retreat. Many, many times um parish priests let lets lets people do that. And then you show them like the program what the retreat is. It could be like a camping retreat where you just go out there for like a few days. And, and then th that starts building an order for lay people. And this is something that I, that I think more and more people really do need to get involved in is that building orders for lay people, because I think many men just need that. And many women need that too. Like, 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 like there, there's women that also build um, orders for lay women, but yeah, but, but for, but for laymen, they really do require some kind of connection there that they can, that they could build, um, with each other so that they can men grow within their faith. Men need brotherhood. They do. Yes. Men need brotherhood. Yes. And and and, and built upon fraternal sacrifice. Yes, and and it's it's built upon struggle together yeah. for yeah. common goal. Yes, right? and, and I think and, that this is where people from the military have a greater insight than the regular population in the U.S. Because we we live in such an individualistic society in the U.S. that we don't have a communal reality, where I think many different mm -hmm. nations have more communal realities. Um, just always experience that sense of brotherhood. But people in the military have to live communally, right? They live with each other within the bunkers, within within a certain sphere. They fight together, they eat together, they shit together, they piss together, they do all these things mm -hmm. in which it builds, it builds a, a, a sense of what it means to really be human. Because as human beings, we are communal creatures. We're not isolated creatures. The, the, the idea of this, this Protestant world of just being the little house on the prairie outside of everybody was like, that's not, that's not really human. That, that, that's nearly anti-human. What the military people experience is more human. When they go to a place and they all shower together, that is a more human behavior because we're social creatures. We're communal creatures. You know, you know, some of the greatest soldiers of our history always did that. And they always, and they, they continued. The Spartans used to braid each other's hair. Like this is how communal these people lived. And, and so. Oh, we. Yes. We, we, I, I was, I was a barber. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. Like a great barber, but like yeah. I, I cut, I cut the people's hair that were my squad. I bought a pair of clippers. And I yes. made the point that I groomed the people that were in my squad. Yeah. And that there is a, there's a human connection when we do that. Yes, you take care of each other. And I think when military people get out of the military, when they go into the world, especially here in the U.S., where everybody just lives separately, 
It's like, that's not... Yes, we're not living like human beings in, in in, in this culture anymore. We're living merely as like ghosts or beasts that we we don't we're not accountable for each other anymore and, and i think building orders building orders of brotherhood would be something that is so important for people and there, there's many people that seek it that's why they go to places like india that's why they go to these places because because just ordinary people are seeking that they're like there has to be more to life than me going to this nine to five job in which i barely know my co-workers and then I just go home and watch porn and masturbate. It's like these people are looking at their life and they're like, there, are, there literally has to be more than this because this isolated reality that so many people live, you know, that the technology is making even worse, that people are just on their phones the whole time, they're just looking like this, like for hours at a time. It's like this isolation actually builds more stress, this isolation builds more anxiety, this isolation builds more depression. And then they start seeking other avenues, which find they carry truth in themselves, but there's a more fuller truth simply found in the Catholic church. And what most people do is like, I'm going to pursue Hinduism before I pursue Catholicism. I'm going to pursue Buddhism before I pursue Catholicism. I'm going to pursue paganism or like there's this Californian people where they go there and they just take this psychedelic drugs and try to experience God that way. It's like they experience all these other things. and, And then you realize, no, there's, there, there's literally an institution that existed for over 2,000 years that already answers all this stuff for you. And that if we could build this sense of brotherhood for, of men to just go there and be like, we're camping together, we're doing these things together, and and, and having God and Christ as the focus of all this, I think would be just be more magnificent for everybody just simply to experience, both veterans and just ordinary people stuck in these dead-end fucking jobs. So the staying in the military is embrace the suck, right? Like yeah. suffering is going to happen. Yes, yeah. It's inevitable. It is. It's, it's going to happen. Yep. But you can learn to embrace it. Yes. You can learn to actually look forward to suffering. You can, you can yeah. learn to, to, to take, A, you take solace in the fact that you're not suffering alone. You're yeah. suffering with your brothers. Yeah. And B, you can learn to find the comedy in it. Right? Mm-hmm. In, in the Greek sense, right? Like the, yes, funny, yeah. the, the funniness that is tragedy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Like it, that that was like if you listen to veterans, yeah. One of the things they'll talk about is like the things they hate about the army, and then the thing that they'll say that they love about the military is the brotherhood. Yeah. Right? Like, there's all these things that suck, and then there were the people. Yeah. Right? And the people are retards. They were, they're dumb. They're stupid. <laughs> yes, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're the lowest common denominators in almost every sense in yeah. many ways. You know, you know, one of my squad mates was a gangbanger from the Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> one was a fucking... Uh, a valley girl, uh, you know, who said like all the time. He was from California, yes. from Bakersfield, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, we had, we had, we had, like, legitimate, I, I had to have been the highest IQ member on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they wouldn't have known that because, well, no, they probably didn't know it. And that's why they didn't like me to some extent. Yeah. But, like, but even then. Yeah. Like, but we were all in the shared experience mm-hmm. together. Right. Yeah. And so it didn't matter 
that you know the black guy was like oh that's racist and we're like shut the fuck up we're all just here yes together yeah, yeah. and it sucks like just shut up yeah like, nobody cares man. yeah <laughs> we're all suffering so just 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 suffer with us yeah like, you can you can bitch you can bitch about the conditions you yeah, can yeah. bitch about the food you can you can bitch about whatever you want yeah but don't bitch about the people yeah right? yeah because the people don't have a choice Mm-hmm. And so what what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. And so like now I've got to talk to you to figure out how I go about creating this because yeah. the, the, that's the thing where, where I've been trying to reach out to the, you know, the Catholics that are in the hierarchy because like there's 2000 years of tradition. Yeah. There has to be, I mean, the Knights of Columbus exist. Yes. Like, yeah. Wouldn't that be the late person thing? Right. That so was just like, one of them, okay, but like, but they're also like, dying out. It's like we need more. We need something different. And, and, and I think what's that wrong. What's wrong with the Knights of Columbus? Nothing. There's is, nothing is wrong with them. It's just that and not enough badass. Or yeah, I, I think there's they're they're struggling with getting new younger people involved. And I think part of it is just because mm-hmm. you know th- things. Even even in the like the priestly world, there's orders that have come and gone. I think a lot of times it's because some of them are very temporal. It's like they're they're stuck in their time, and it's like sometimes we just have to create something that is not stuck in its time anymore. And, and I do think that there's different orders that people can develop that can enrich a lot of a lot of young people's lives that that's really within there. People in the thirties, but even younger than the thirties or whatever. It's like, there are things that, that we can do. I think obviously the first thing you have to do is fully receive all your sacraments. And then after that is that, yes, you can, to, we can do that. It has to be two different, two different aspects. Yeah. And maybe it's two different orders. I'm not sure, but yeah, you have to have two different aspects. You need the squires and you need the knights. There you, you go. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Right. Like you, you, you need the mentors who, like you, you basically have to recreate the Boy Scouts, but for young yeah. men who haven't had any training. Right? Yes, yeah. And without the 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 shame that would be associated with being called boys. Right, yeah. And so it's just like, okay, you're you're a twenty year old guy. You yeah. Know, fuck all. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. No problem. Like no judgment here. But you, iron sharpens iron. Do you think iron sharpens iron with soft words? You're right. No. Yeah. Yeah. It requires brutal friction. Yeah. That's how iron sharpens iron, right? Like, yeah. Because that's how men operate. Women, completely different. I don't fucking look. I love women. I don't understand them. Yeah. yeah. I understand them a little bit enough to know that I don't understand them. Right? Like, I understand right, yeah. women enough to get women. Yeah. I don't understand women enough to actually understand women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is the perfect amount. Just so you know, <laughs> but, but friction is what is required. And it's like, if, if, if men aren't insulting each other and just, yes, you know, yeah. uh, joshing each other and just, just being abrasive towards each other, yeah. then we don't actually like each other. Yes, right? I like agree. We yeah. don't know each other. We're, not, yeah, we're yeah. not actually dealing with each other. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you, you need to develop these concepts and these ideas and whatnot. Yep, and, yeah. and you're almost going to need two different orders where you've got the, the sages, the knights, the, yeah. 
those of wisdom yeah. who can then sharpen the young ones. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, the, the, the purpose isn't necessarily hazing or anything else. That's just a, you know, a wonderful side benefit. Yeah. It's just that like you, bitch, you don't know. And the only way you can learn is yeah. by suffering. Yes. That, that's yeah. how you learn. You learn yeah. by suffering. Yeah. And so, you know, is, is it, how glorious is it that we live in a country mm-hmm. where we have to seek out suffering? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why so many people are like, especially in Alaska, I don't know how it is over there, but in Alaska, so many people like go hiking for hours, if not days, they, you know, they, they, they want to seek suffering. And I think a lot of it is just because, you know, they don't get it in their daily life. And so they're, they're seeking it and they're, and they're trying to manifest something to make them feel fucking alive. And, and we, and I, you find me. yes, cause we do need so that. Where do you find me? Yes. Yeah. You don't, you um okay hey you know jeremy i need you to do this really really complicated spreadsheet yeah get in 30 minutes yeah yeah okay i guess it wasn't that fucking complicated then well for you it wasn't (laughs) okay well so are you you gonna sit there and post that spreadsheet as like an ode to your you know magnificence yeah it was it wasn't a struggle for you (laughs) <laughs> whereas you know the 20 year old who just learned powerpoint like for him that's that struggle, right yeah right? And so it's like it, it's only through overcoming adversity yeah at least for men i i don't know women, right but yeah, yeah but for, for men, men that's definitely true yeah it, for men it is it is it is in overcoming adversity that yeah. you're able to fully understand what it is to be masculine yeah because that 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 that's like the essence like the superpower mm-hmm. of humanity is our ability to adapt and overcome yeah it is our ability to to evolve solutions and overcome problems yeah right like we're, we're a tool using species right and and all of that is based upon it's like oh there's a fucking problem all right, let's figure out how to how to solve yeah, this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that's that's our superpower. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, like and so it's like, and it's good. Like the, what the, do you do when there's no problems? How, how, you need how you need you, to to create it then. Yeah. Yeah. How do you manifest so, your humanity? So so like 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 the overcome. Yes. So like the parish in um in Wasilla where where I live, but I mostly attend the one in because I work out out in Anchorage. But anyways, and, and the, the parish over there that, that I know some people that, that attend, um, the, the, there's a group of lay people that 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 do this um this retreat every year, where you have to hike through uh, a certain mountain up here in Alaska, which cuts through. It's a three day hike. Like you have to just sleep out in the wilderness for this hike. And then you end up on the other side, basically, and and they all do this, and and so then the priest who's from um, Ireland started just going with them, and it, it was like it was just lay people who started this, but during this time, you know, they pray the rosary. There's a lot of young people that just get involved, a lot of like fit young people mm-hmm. that that aren't just that that that, that after the this three day hike, they um they're just so much more in tune with everything. It's, it's like a, a nice reset for the year. 
And, and, and this is what I mean. It's like, th- this is what's awesome that people can really do, in, 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 that lay people can really do to contribute to the church, that contribute to the youth. Like you were saying, that age group, that's 16 to 26, that they all could partake is that you, you inflict suffering onto them so that they can begin to have something to overcome. And then they, they understand masculinity. They understand virtue. They understand bravery. They understand fortitude. They understand aggression. They understand all these things that all these things that are built within us that are good inherently. And then we use it for the good, right? And, 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 yes. and yeah, right. and, and that's what we need to begin to understand. All these people who begin to argue within like the, the entire like uh, anarchist spheres, like aggression is bad. It's like, if you honestly think aggression is bad, you have not lived life because aggression is an inherent good that we can pervert for the bad. But when you have aggression for fortitude, it is like you accomplish so much. You you can help so much when you have proper aggression within the cardinal virtue of fortitude. And you learn that through struggle. Right. right. Because like, you know, military, right? It's like yeah. how you can't, the, a saying in the military, you can't smoke a quitter. Right. And, mm. and smoking is a, a euphemism for uh, like destroying or physically exercise and physically exercise somebody mm. until like literal muscle failure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like you're going to do pushups until your arms literally cannot move your body. Anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you did something stupid. Yeah. Right? Because another saying in the military is get smart or get strong. Choose. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I like do, that one. If you do the wrong thing, yeah. we're going to smoke you and you're going to, yeah. you're going to do extra PC yeah. until your fucking body just won't function yes. properly. But I, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to stop you, mind. but I love that. I've never heard that one. Yeah, and right. I've heard a lot of these military ones, but I haven't heard that one. What I like about that so far is that that's also a proper reflection in life. Because when, when, if you're like me and you fucked up a lot in your life, you become so fucking strong and you have to, because if not, you'd be dead. It's like, no, you fuck up, you do wrong. No, it's either you get smart or you get strong. I love that. I love that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's not saying that one is necessarily better than the other. Yes. Yeah. But it's just a reality. Yeah. it's, It's just a reality. So it's like, okay, you're not that smart. That's fine. We're going to get you strong. Yeah. So you, can, you, you have the strength to overcome your natural stupidity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fine. Yeah. That's, that's acceptable. <laughs> yes. we're, we're really, it's like, <clears throat> you know, if, if I need to haul ammo cans up a hill, yeah. it's like, well, hey, we got the dumb, we got the dumb guy, but he's strong. Yes, yeah. He, he like, 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 like he's an equivalent. Still, he's still a contributing member yes. of the team. Yeah. An equivalent yeah. saying in, yeah. in in the business world is that the person who has uh, who who are, who is the most successful is the one who has failed the most, and, and it's and it's really mm-hmm. for that same thing. It's that the only way that you really become strong, the only way you become successful, is by fucking up a shit ton, and that's because you have yeah. taken so many risks, you have done so many things that in the end of in the end of the day, that does build strength, because yeah. if not, then you'd be dead. In terms of the military, that's what it would be. Is that if you if you did not build strength while being stupid, you'd be dead essentially. And in the business world, in the business world, if you have if you were stupid but never actually got strong, you'd be out of business. You you would be nothing at that point. 
And, and so the, right. the, the you, only, you just go bankrupt. You go bankrupt, right. The only consequent of not becoming strong from your failures really is just absolute death, your, your demise. You cannot exist the way that, 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 that you are if you have not become strong through your failures. But yeah, through, through mistakes, really, that's what it is. And I think the ones who fail the most are the ones who fail to see the virtue in their own failures, is that you, when you fail, you have to know it's a virtue. The ones who bitch, the ones who complain, the ones who blame others for their failures, are like, fuck it. You failed because you suck. And the fact that you suck, yes. just be better then. Just be better. All right? Next time that comes about, be better. Learn from it. Be better. Become stronger. Become more mobile. Become more agile. Everything. Be fucking better. Get good, bitch. Yes. Get good. Get good. Yes, exactly. Good. Yeah. That's yeah. Fixed, right? That's all it is. And, and, and it, it sounds so simple, and, and yeah, and that's where it's difficult. Like um, that's where it's difficult for intelligent people, yeah, to to be able to understand. I didn't understand when I was younger. Um, when I was younger, like I went to college at sixteen. You know, I was nice, yeah. valedictorian. Like I, yeah. I was super smart guy. I was I was far more intelligent than I am now. And that may sound insane to people because I'm sure that I, I sound intelligent now. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know, and I recognize that I'm very blessed. However, I, I do have brain damage. I'm not as smart now as I was before. My ability to be able to understand concepts is reduced. Yeah. My ability to just be able to, to learn things, to remember facts, to recite information like, all of those yeah. things are diminished. Yeah. They're, they're not extinguished, but mm -hmm. they're diminished. You know, however, I, the, the, the beautiful thing is that, that now I have a much better understanding of IQ than most people ever will. Because yeah. it used to be when I was younger that I, I really thought people were just fucking lazy. Mm -hmm. I really just thought, like, if you bitches just put forward any effort at all, you could learn this shit just like I do. Like, this isn't hard. It's not complicated. You right. can learn yeah, this, yeah. like, regardless of what it is, whether you're talking about, you know, being able to syntax a sentence, right, or yeah. whether it's, you know, basic algebra or you know, yeah. whatever. Like, this shit is not that complicated, right? Now, I've dropped a little bit in IQ, and I'm like... Oh no, I fully understand because the, the thing about intelligent people is that they assume that other people are about as intelligent as they are. Yeah. You know, plus or minus a few degrees, but it, you know, it's like if you just put some effort towards it, you would be able to understand. Like, yes, okay, yeah. it's a little bit difficult, but you could do it. When the reality is, no, bitch, no. No, yeah. they can't. <laughs> yes, like, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's like, it's like, it's intellectually impossible. They yeah. do not have the capacity, right? That's yeah. like, that, it's like asking a fucking one-armed man why he sucks at a two-arm push-up competition. Right, yeah, yeah, Bitch, yeah. Bitch, it's because he's got one arm. <laughs> like, why are you trying to hold him to the same standard? Yeah. He's not less of a person because he has one arm. Like, you don't know the, the reasons behind it or anything else. But you're you're fucking bitching at him because he doesn't do as many push-ups as the two-armed guy. Right. And it's like, yeah. man, he don't shut the fuck up because you have no comprehension of what you're talking about. Yeah, what they're struggling right? and with so, and everything. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, like, yeah, like, no, 
Like with IQ stuff and patterns and everything, I've always excelled at, you know, like if, uh, up until um, my senior year in high school, I literally got 100% in every one of my math classes. Reading, I, I always struggled with, like I, I talked to you over the phone. It's like, I'm just a slow reader. I, I just, I, you know, there, there's something about, you know, the, uh, my inability to, to, to notice sight words. But whenever it came to logical things like mathematics or ultimately where I learned logic and everything in, in, um, when I was 15 years old um, and um, geometry and everything, I've always just understood it innately. It's like, I see it. I, I see patterns. I could, I could connect them. Um, and, and so like when I'm teaching uh, logic to, to in, in the university, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, for me, I, I could kind of get it, but I see a lot of students struggle. And then, if, you know, through through time, especially after college, I realized like, like no, I, I, I'm being stupid by thinking that this is something that organically can be understood by the general populace. It's like they just really it's can't. Difficult. Yes, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. And so, and so now I'm much more sympathetic. I'm much more um, able to begin well, to teach better because then I was like, I, I could hopefully kind of comprehend what they're not really grasping what, what, right the, the the thing i would say is is i, I misspoke it's not just difficult yeah for some it's literally impossible it's just impossible i agree with they you just, yeah they, they 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 just don't have the capacity they don't yeah and 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 part of part part of becoming older and becoming wiser and why not is is or becoming more loving maybe, yeah it's just becoming is it, it, is realizing that 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 is not an indication that they are less. Yes. Yeah. Right? They they may have gifts another way. Right. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, like the easy answer is like you know, look at our downies, like the strongest soldiers for Christ. Right. right? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. We love our downies, right? Yes. Yeah. But like it's it's more than just that. It's like you know that that ninety five IQ person. Yeah. Who, like can like you know write a maybe write a basic sentence or whatever, and it's like yeah, but. They're never gonna, they're never gonna grok the same yeah. stuff that you and I are gonna grok. like. Yeah, like, they can. They yeah. may be able to wire a house. Yeah, they, they may be able to. They may be able to follow directions to wire a house, mm-hmm. but they're never gonna understand the theory behind the electricity. Of yeah. Electricity in the yeah. way that you and I do. Yes. Yeah. Right. And and that's that. Those are two very different things. Right. You know, the, yeah. the ability to be able to follow directions yeah. is good and valuable yeah. and, and should be honored. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not the same thing as being able to understand it how really electricity yeah. functions as, uh, as, a, as yeah. a theoretical principle. And, and what's <laughs> funny is, is, is that when, when I when I reflect on my own deficiencies, if I do not um, conceptually comprehend something, I cannot do the following instructions part. I really can't. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and there, right. that, that is a deficiency on my end because it, it's, mm-hmm. it's like if I ask the teacher, I need to know the concept behind this because if not, I cannot just plug and chug. Like I fail right. every math exam if I don't understand why, you know, Chebyshev's theorem in, in uh, what was that, uh, in statistics is used as opposed to standard deviation. It's like, I need to know conceptually, why are you using this formula over that one? Because if I don't, I'm just going to keep using the wrong ones over and over again. 
And because I need to conceptualize everything, like it, it is, it is almost a deficiency. And just following rules does not work for me. Once I could, once I could conceptualize something to understand it, and then I could apply it in any scenario, and I'm fine. Then I'm, then I'm great at it. But without that, I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I, I need to know why. And you know what's funny? Yeah, is because I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. I used to be like that where. Where yeah. I had to understand the why. Yeah. And if I understood the how and I understood the why, yeah. then I would be able to apply the thought process if whatever. Yeah, where yeah. I needed to go. Yeah. No problem, right? Yeah. Whereas now it's much more difficult for me to understand the why. Mm. And I just I just have to accept things on it. Yeah. And Which is beauty it's, beauty in itself. It's, yeah. It's, well, there's beauty in it, but it's it's, it's also very humbling. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's like I, I I used to be able to sit there and you know, and, and to be fair, like it is a struggle, even for intelligent people, like it's yeah. a struggle to look at you know Pythagoras, yes, yeah, yeah. one of the founders of Western philosophy, yeah, yeah, who also happened to be a mathematician. Yeah, it's a struggle to look at him and be able to 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 you know grasp what he wrestled with and to understand his theorems and ideas. Of course, yeah, yeah. And then from there, be able to figure out how to do it yourself. It's it's much easier to just go okay, a squared plus b squared plus b c squared. Got it. Right. right. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's the easy way. Right, understanding it is much more difficult. Yeah. And now it's like, if I were to attempt to understand it, I might be able to do so. Yeah. But it would require a substantial amount of effort. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking memorize the hero. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I need to. Right. Yeah. I, I've I've got shit to do. And yeah. I don't need to prove myself. And right. So yeah. Like, fuck you, because I'm never gonna use this in my life. It's yeah, not yeah. practical. I don't need this. Yeah. It's not necessary. And so I'm just going to fucking check the box to go on about it because like yeah. does does this really matter in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, I guess, in terms nope. of how it exercises the mind or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the, the and the fact that it is true. But I think other than that, I, I do know what you mean. It, it, it does lack its utility. It it, it just, it, it's it's only virtuous within within trying to comprehend something in truth itself. And and for me, like I said... Comprehending? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I say, and for me, you know, I'm unable... Like physically, you know, the same way that I think some people are unable to be very logical in their principles, I'm unable to do the pragmatic without the conception. It's like I, I, I need I need the conceptualization or I lack the pragmatism. It's like everything that can be useful from this, I cannot even do that until I comprehend this basic mm-hmm. function and idea of, of what you're of what someone is speaking of. And so, yeah, that's no, and, yeah, no, I I really do understand that. I, yeah, I, I do. Like I said, I, I used to be like that. Yeah. Um, I forgot the other thing I was going to say. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to, 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 to try to bring this back to the basic premise that yeah. we have, which was conversion, mm-hmm. 
I I don't know how long, but yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just fucking I'm I'm I feel like I'm bullshitting with a friend and it's beautiful and I love no, it. No, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love it. Uh, well, it's especially amazing because you're my fucking age. Yes, it's, yeah. It's so very, very difficult. And I'm sure, well, I don't know, but I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's much the same for you. It's very difficult to find people who've had my similar experiences in yeah. terms of living through the 80s and the 90s, experiencing, yes. like, you know, just the pop culture as it was. Yeah. Um. And and so, like, we, we have that similar background, although we have our differences of background. Of course, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, apartments and cities and whatnot, places, yeah. you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, we, we have the same background in terms of Americana. Right? Yes, yeah. And so it's so wonderful to be able to talk to somebody who understands, who has that similar Americana background. Yeah. Um, while being able to hold intelligent discourse because most, yeah. I, I love my blue collar guys. Yeah. Them, so. <laughs> Me too. Yes. I, I know what you mean. Philosophy with them. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't, I don't talk philosophy. You just talk about women or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me, it's like, okay, let's talk about who's hot or whatever. No, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I, I enjoy my conversations with them. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk sports ball or whatever. Like, yeah. No yeah. Deal. I don't, I don't actually follow any of that stuff because I just don't care. Yeah, but yeah. like I, 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 I am, it is sufficient for me to spend time with, with men who are just present. Yeah. Right. Like they're not, they're not reaching and striving. Yes, I know. Not, yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're just yeah, present. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's something beautiful about there that. There is. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I think I was telling you over the phone uh, yesterday, which is like, there's, there's like the one part that I know I need to work on is my contempt for many academics is because I, I do, I have, I have an, I have a huge contempt with academics. I spend too many years with them and most of them are just so stupid and, um, They've been told too many years how intelligent they are because they have great memorization mm -hmm. skills. That I that that mm -hmm. you know I I just like I know, they don't know how to think. They yes, but I know as a Catholic I need to be more. I, I need to be more charitable to them and hopefully engage in a more charitable charitable manner. But many times I just get too annoyed. I get too upset. I, I could talk to. You know, like I remember right after grad school, I think I, I finished, you know, the two masters, I finished doctoral program. The first thing I did is I wanted to work at a restaurant, you know, kitchen, just to bullshit with people again. I was like, I was done. I was like, I'm yeah. done. I just want to bullshit, you know, I, I, like, and so when I go to those places, I just get along with everybody. It's like, we're cooking. He talks about a waitress's ass or he talks about whatever. And it's like, I, I get you. We're, we're just human. We're, we're dudes. We're bullshitting. There's no pretense. You're not trying to prove anything it's to beautiful. me. We're just being people. We're just being dudes. And, and I love that. We're, we're, we're enjoying life. Yes. In the moment that we're living. Yes. That's, and, and, and there's something uh, tremendous about that. But yes, uh, it will, but when, when I get to the pre pretentiousness that many of these academics have, uh, and many of these people, it's like, I, I just, I start just getting 
angry again. Like, oh, I almost want to become a beast. I just want to grab them, shake them, just bark at their face, Grr! you know, just, just, just become a complete animal because I, I, I can't stand, I can't stand the, the, the pretentiousness of the ability to, to recite quotes of certain philosophers, scientists, poetry, whatever they do, whatever they study and have this great memorization. They, they, they were and they just they it, recite them, but they don't understand. They don't understand they it exactly. That's the part that yes. still drives me mad. Yes. It's like you don't even know what the yes. fuck you're speaking of. You could just regurgitate every fucking thing like a fucking monkey, but you don't understand what you mean. You didn't take a step back and and try to analyze its truth. You didn't question it. You mm. didn't do anything. You like to be viewed as a Nietzsche, and you like to be viewed as someone who read Foucault, who is this great open-minded thinker. You like you, you know they like to be somebody. Even many academics who I agree with, like I, I just want to be a Thomist, and so they're we, they're wearing their tweed jacket with their you know with their with their patched elbows, and they're just Elbow standing. Patches, yeah. Yes, and it's like fine, you're you're reciting what is true, but you're still just regurgitating. Why don't you just take a step back and think? Because I have met people, and they, people they like don't you. Do it because it's hard. Yes, I've met they people don't do like it because it's yes. I mean, people like you who are, who is not an academic, but who has thought about these truths and has come to it in a rational as well as experiential phenomenological position where they understand the truth intimately. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there and, and quote, you know, this is um, the third article question two of Thomas Aquinas. No, but you understand the truth intrinsically to the point that you don't even need that. And, and so when I deal with academics, they don't understand. They, 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 they just don't get it. They think the more that they just consume information, the more that they just read, the more that they can recite and regurgitate, the more intelligent they are. And that's just false. It doesn't make them more intelligent. It makes them more like a computer. They're, they're like, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're Wikipedia. You know, Wikipedia. Right. Yeah. But that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that does not equate to intelligence and comprehension. If you could read something and then question it and be like, can I articulate this in my own words to somebody mm -hmm. else? Mm -hmm. It isn't until that point where you could really comprehend what you're reading. And and, and and so it's, it's like they, they just don't get it. And so then they start talking and it tunes everybody out. You bring in, you know, a cook from working at, you know, whatever, McDonald's or at, at you know, any restaurant that you choose and you try to listen to this person. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And so when I communicate with them, at least they're getting it. It was like I, I did. We could use ordinary terms, or if I have to introduce a complex term, I'm gonna define it with ordinary language. If I'm gonna say there's a difference between being and existence, I'm gonna at least use ordinary language to explain that distinction because in English we don't have two words for it. And so what do we mean? Uh, maybe I use an example of numbers. Do so I say to you know to a cook at I think where was I working at? Was that um that chain Italian restaurant? I can't remember the Olive Garden, right? So so I was I was sitting there, and so he was doing the pasta, and he just you know it's like oh you just went from grad school. It's like yeah, and so we were talking about it. it's like yeah, and so we talked about God. And so I said, like, but there was a distinction there. So I just, with ordinary language, I was like, yes, there's being and there's existence. So what's existence? Something you could see, like this pasta in front of you or this count or whatever. These things exist. So then I told him, do you think that number two is real? He was like, well, yeah. 
Okay, well, the number two has no corporeality. It isn't as if the number two lives in a woods who eats sheep and is purple and is 10 feet tall. The number two doesn't have this, uh, you know, existing qualities, but you believe it is real because it represents something. Yeah, it represents something. And so many times we, 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 you know, even when I introduce complex ideas, I try to explain to them with ordinary language in which they can relate Mm to. When you talk to these academics, it's like it's all jargon. They just want to seem smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck you. Yes. So it just stop trying to be smart and just be smart. You don't need all these jargons to be smart. You should be able to express the most complex idea in ordinary language because that displays your actual comprehension of these ideas. If you're unable to do that, you're just a rote memorization monkey. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could go to my fucking dog for that. You know, I could ask him to bark when I say two plus two equals four. And so, yeah, I have a contempt for I, many of the academics. I, I have a, I, there, there's a thought that just occurred in my head. Yeah. And I'm not sure of the practicality or, or the feasibility or anything else, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Not for today. Uh, you know, but, but, but. The, the the idea in which so like I keep having this idea in my head of something I would like to do, which is to take the masters the of the philosophical West yeah and put them into terms that are understandable for the common layman yeah right because I think a lot of laymen could understand yeah you know, the, the basics of philosophy, if it were actually phrased in such a way as they could understand, right? Mm-hmm. And the problem is that most philosophers have fucking forgotten what Plato told them. Yes, yeah. Is that a philosopher is more than just a mind in a meat suit. Yes, right? yeah. Like, you have to be attached to reality, which is why yeah. Plato, you know, Plato, which... You know, his name was actually a title because he was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. He said that all philosophers should be wrestlers, right? Yeah. Right? And the whole reason for that was that, like, bitch, your ideas need to be grounded in reality. Yes, yeah. Right? And so, like, I keep I keep having this idea where it's like, and and, and I kind of want to do it with my daughter, but I'm not sure how I'd go about doing it because she mm-hmm. thinks she's smart. Yeah. Which is, she has the capacity for intelligence. She just refuses to think. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had many students so that like, way. I, I, yeah. So it's like, I, I want to, I, I want to take, it doesn't have to be me. I want the concepts of philosophy that built the West to be interpreted for the layman. Yeah. So it's not just this esoteric language. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, you know, maybe it's like you read a chapter, so they can they can listen to the chapter. Yeah. And then you actually discuss what the fuck that means in real terms. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which could realistically, you could take most ch- chapters, and like, if you are a ruthless efficiency engineer you can really chop that shit down to like a paragraph or three right yeah yeah yes so it's like and 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 then you have a discussion about that so that they can understand the concept 
the, the pleb could understand the concept as relates to reality itself, right? Yes, it's yeah. Like, I, I feel as though, like, that's a piece that's missing because everyone thinks that philosophy is like this high grand ideal thing. And it's right. Like, yeah. No, philosophy is, the, is philosophy is the search for truth. Yes. Yeah. Right. And in truth, though abstract is reality. Yes. Fundamentally. And the people yep. who live most in reality mm-hmm. are the plebs. Yes. Yeah. They're the ones who actually exist within reality most concretely. Yeah. And so if you if you could explain philosophy to them in a way that they could understand, not all, obviously, but yeah. if you could ex- explain it in vernacular that was understandable to the pleb, then that would be far more beneficial and, and it might be a way to begin to revive the traditions of the West, right? Yeah. Because then, then you're beginning to... To, to to fortify the foundation upon which the West is built. Because there's nothing right now that mm-hmm. actually fortifies it. Nothing. Yeah. It, like pe- people have no concept of what you know uh, of what truth means, of what goodness, of what beauty, of right, what universality. Yeah. Like they, they, they don't know what these things mean in any yes. sense. And the only way in which you can begin to approach those ideas is through going to college. And we already both agree that college is effectively yeah. a waste of time for like 90% of people. And you have to be lucky so to like, find a professor that actually is going to teach it right. Like you could go to a university right. and they're all teaching it bullshit. And it's like, fuck. You, yeah. You, yeah, and then, yeah, then just spend money chilling bullshit. Memorization yep. and, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, we, we live in the, the, the beauty of this age is mm-hmm. the democratization of the ability to be able to output information. Yes, I, I right. agree with you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's that that's one of the things I struggle with is it's mm-hmm. like, I feel as though we need a redneck Aristotle. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we, we really need that because mm-hmm. people, there are definitely a lot of people who, like yourself, mm-hmm. would be unable to approach Catholicism without an understanding of truth. Yes, yeah. But they don't—they they don't necessarily have an academic background mm-hmm. that would enable them to do so. Yeah. And so it's like, how how do you reach them? But but what a lot of them have in common is a love of history. And so yeah. if you could bring history to them in a way that was approachable with language that was accessible, yeah, then you might be able to get them to buy into, you know, Plato and Aristotle are basically uh, the beginning of mm-hmm. Catholic theocracy. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or at least West Western thought. <clears throat> yeah, for, for Western you know, thought. Yeah, that developed they, later they, on they, within Christendom. Yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah. Uh it, it, it becomes a lot of the bedrock, at least for the natural theology aspect of it, is that you, you do use mm-hmm. these people as well as Parmenides Heraclitus. I mean, their debate essentially is is, is like the the debate that 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 sprung up uh, Plato's and Aristotle's solutions to their discussions. 
but yeah, there's w- without them, we wouldn't have much of the natural theology that we developed in the world. And that's why in many, I think it was in Greece as well as, um, I can't remember. It could be where Istanbul is now, but there's, there's some um, churches that have both Aristotle and, um, and Socrates as prophets, right? Like they'll, they'll, they'll have like stained glass windows with a halo around their head and everything. And it's because they, they, rec- ah, they okay. recognize this, these, these two, although did not know Christ and did not know all, all those things through natural reason come, came to discover God in the, in the, in the most that they can given their situation. And so they, they, they're viewed at least as prophetic. Yeah. That, that's exactly, exactly how I viewed them. It was yes. like, okay, yeah, they're, they're BC. They're before Christ. Mm-hmm. However, if they would have known Christ, they absolutely would have accepted Christ. Yes. Because yeah. the thing that they didn't know, the thing that didn't exist in their time was the concept of sacrificial love. Yes. That was that the is one the thing. piece yep. that was really, really missing. And if they would have known that and understood that, yeah. They they would have been there. Yes, right? yeah. Or, or at least that's my impression, right? I, and I, I that's many that, that's many people's right. impressions. I mean, they, they, if you look throughout the entire Western history, that is what most of these thinkers believed. Is because that that really is the yep. missing cog. It, it is a it, it is is the one truth that the it, the the reality of Christ. You know, the the, the fact that Christ is. Um, is the revelation of God Himself in 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 human form was His sacrifice and the and 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 the one thing that He contributed I shouldn't say contributed but the one thing that He has shown the world that you couldn't gain from natural reason is that divine justice is mercy that divine justice is sacrifice of the self that 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 is the thing that yeah. Here's a crazy thought I just had. Yeah. For a God that's house that time, is the reason that he chose the time to be yeah. when he did, mm-hmm. it is because that's when Aristotle and Socrates yep. had begun to develop thought processes and they didn't have the final piece they needed. Yeah. The, it, the reason yep. had gone as far as they had yep. and they and, and humanity needed that last little yeah. piece that was sacrificial love. Yeah. And that's why he chose that that time. That's why he chose that yep. place. God uh, damn. And, 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 and you know what your tradition, <laughs> what the Catholic tradition call, calls that? They call it the fullness of time. Exactly what you described mm. is called the fullness of time because mm. that, that was the time where it was supposed to happen. That was the time because with, 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 without that, the the world would not have been unified within Christ. The reason why the world became unified beyond the Jews was because of the Greeks, was because of all, was because of this time period that exposed truth through natural reason that 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 Christ came as the as basically the the fulfillment of all these truths that, that's already been discovered. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no sense. I mean, it, it, it's it's. Logical and reasonable. Yep, yeah. The, the the time in which the new <coughs> covenant would come is the time period in which people are are, are you know people broadly yeah. are at a point of knowledge, understanding, and reason in which they can understand yeah what love and sacrifice actually is yeah 
right? Because if you're still stuck in your basest instincts, then yep, you know they're just gonna make a fucking golden yeah. cap. Like <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. And then, then when yeah. you see Socrates yeah. literally die for the truth, like this is what Socrates did. I mean, yes. he, he he was he was convicted of a yeah, crime. He, he took the hemlock. And he took the hemlock. He died no. because he would never, ever deny that which is true. He would never deny God. It's beautiful. It's beautiful right. when you see that. It's like, wow, that, is. that is something just magnificent. That the bravery, yes. that 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 everything that he resembled, I think, um, you know, it is 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 it could not have happened in a better time. That is when the fullness of time for the for for the revelation that is Christ was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I wonder if this is a indication that I'm smart because I was able to decipher the concept of fullness of time without having heard of it. Of course. I think it is. <laughs> or, or yeah. if it's just, uh, it's just a, just, right? Like just a, another example of that which is true it's simplified i think it's both like i i I think it is that which is true but one needs to be open to and have the ability to understand the truth to rationalize it and um yeah i think it's an example of it yeah i'm just a dumb mechanic man you're not just a dumb mechanic (laughs) if you're if you're able to articulate the fullness of time without ever hearing of that that's not just a dumb mechanic that's somebody that can piece together reality in a very quick way when you say the words i know that i've heard of the words but i don't know what it means of course yeah and 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 it was and it was time period because you you simply you understand history you see what these people were able to get to through natural reason and you see that that christ as being you know the logos of reality as christ as being you know, um, the, 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 uh, the, what was it called? Um, the revelation that, that, that is God. Yes. He, he came in a time period in which truth was being uncovered. Uh, someone like Socrates literally sacrifices life for the truth. And then, and then, and then it is unveiled within the life of Christ as, uh, as love being sacrificial. And it really is the missing piece is that once, once that missing piece comes in there, the entire scholastic world, the entire Catholic world, the entire Christendom develops because of that missing piece of the puzzle It's like they understood it. They understood what it means. They understood what it means to be alive. They understood what it means to love. They understood what it means to die. And everything falls from, from, from that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that's like, there are many tragedies in the common era. However, I think the greatest tragedy is that mothers and fathers don't understand that love is sacrifice. Yeah. And so mothers are unwilling to sacrifice their career to their children. Yeah. Many times they just kill their children and, uh, for their career. What, what, or even if they're not, even if they don't kill their children for their I know, career. Yeah. They they kill their relationship. Yes, their career. In some way, they sacrifice their own children for their career, whether it is like actually yes. killing them or sacrificing any beauty and 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 truth that they could share with them and the experience yeah. they could have with them. To the point, they just send them to like daycare, and then they they're raised through that, and then they just don't. They never really connect with them. I mean, it's, 
I, I'll be honest. It's yeah. been a struggle with my wife. Yeah. It's like, look, I, I know that you want to go to work. And I know that you want to sit there and contribute monetarily because you feel like this is fucking important. Yeah. But it, it's not because fuck you and making money. That doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, I'm a man. Like, which man has ever looked at a woman and gone, Ooh, she makes money. Yeah, I know. Never. <laughs> yes. That's not why we look at women, right? We we look at women because yeah. they're fertile and beautiful. That's why yes, we look at yeah. Women. And and, and, and and a man and, sacrifices himself in the labor. My dad worked about fourteen to sixteen hours a day until he died at sixty nine years old. That and my yeah. mom uh, didn't have to contribute. Fertile, beautiful, and kind. Yes, those are the only things we fucking care about. Yes, That's yeah, it. it is. Yep. I don't give a shit about your degrees. Nothing. I don't yep. Care yep. If you're smart or not. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. All I care about is: Are you fertile? Are you pretty? And are you kind? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, why is it I can't find any men at 32 years old? Bitches, because you're 32 years old. <laughs> <laughs> The second part, the fertility is going away at that point. <laughs> Remember that part where I said men care about legacy? Yes, they do. Children yes, part of that shit. Yep, like a big part. Yep, and the one thing that no oh, matter man. which race you are, the one thing that every race of man can can acknowledge in terms of uh, of objective beauty is when it comes to women. Is that no? We want really? a beautiful woman. Yes, because it's like if you ever struggle with poetry or with anything and comprehension, it's like the one thing that we all share is that we all appreciate beautiful women. We all do. I would okay. No, no, I get that, but I, yeah. I would I would think that like what our what our conception uh, fundamentally mathematical yeah, is, is, is is always hourglass. Even if we like bigger, 20, yes. Maybe. Even if we like bigger women or thinner women, what we do want is that shape. We want that mathematical ratio, regardless of its yeah. size. And men are not picky that way. And it's like women are, are are much more ruthless with each other's looks than men are. Men are like, well, I don't care if you're like twenty oh. pounds or thirty pounds overweight. Do you got a nice ass and tits? And they're like, we're good to go. And, and that is our experience every time we see women is that we, we acknowledge yeah. beauty for its own sake when it comes to women. We may not share in terms of, uh, of music or with paintings or whatever, whatever. but one, the one thing that every man always shares and that we can recognize whether you're from Africa, whether you're from Northern um, Europe or United States or South America, is that we appreciate the beauty of women for its own sake. And it's and and it's just something that we can truly find the glory of God really through their um, physical form. Oh man, I love being beautiful. I know. Yes. And you, you know what's 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 amazing to me? Yeah. Is how how God has created us. In yeah. That once you've been married to a woman mm-hmm. and you've spent time with her, you don't actually see the woman. How she appears. Yes, yeah. Like, like I've been married to my wife for 13 years. Yeah. I don't see my wife as she appears today. I see her still as that woman that I married 
13 years ago. Yes. Yeah. She, she is, she is forever. Forever in that. Yes. Yeah. In, in, but intellectually, I know that she's not, you know, that, that Vince felt, of course, right. Yeah. I married years and years ago. Yeah. But what, like, I don't, I don't see the four kids in the stretch marks or whatever. Yeah. I don't don't need, I don't, I don't see them when I yeah. put my hands over her body. I don't feel them. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I still experience the sensation with my twenty-three-year-old bride. Like that's yes, yeah. what I actually experience with her. How yeah, amazing is that. And I think yeah, men in general, they all <laughs> they all do. I mean that, that that is what we do is because we recognize that beautiful. We recognize the beauty for its own sake, and and, and it's and it's one of the things that. I think we all could always comprehend with one another. It's like we we get that. But I, I I don't think I don't think that happens with mistresses. Yeah. I think I think that only happens with the bride, the one that you lay with every night, like the 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 one that you have that mm. shared experience with over time. You, yeah. You know, you you have that sacrifice. That yeah. yeah. With. I I don't think that. Yeah, I like. I I wouldn't like, know. Like, I I would have to. I would have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, I'll go get another girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because like, if like, I don't know how the Mohammedans feel with like their, you know, with their more like two or three wives or whatever. They feel the same way. It seems like they kind of do, though. It seems like they kind of share that same relationship with all of them. I I but I I'm not. I can't speak for them. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, but I, I dealt with them quite a bit, and when when I dealt with them, it was it was much the same. But it was also like, uh, um, you know, they they had their main, right? And, yes, and they, yeah. They had their so it was it was kind of like a mistress, um, in application, but not in name, where it's like. Yeah, um, because you, you, they, have, you have a responsibility to yeah. this person. She is your wife. Yeah. However, because yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I do think there's always a hierarchy, but I do think the one feature that would be similar, whether it's a mistress, a girlfriend, or a wife, is really children. I think there's a weird, there's a different mm. connection you have with a female once they bear your children. That their that their beauty is more manifest by being a mother um, than they were when they were merely just um, girlfriends or where they were merely just lovers or whatever you want whatever you want to call them. I, I do think that the difference really is a children, and and I think that beauty can never really be like simply eradicated from them um, when they once they do that. And it seems like. You know, except for like the high divorce rate and everything, but the women who actually stay with their men, it seems similar with the, with the women with their men. Is that once the the man is the father of their children, they do view them differently. They're not just, you know, the dick in which they want to fuck. I think they they become something much more more um, beautiful for them as well.
Yeah, it definitely could be. I, I yeah. don't know. I'm, uh, I haven't been in a very long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but even if, if, even if it isn't they're, for they're the girls. Insane at the best of times. Yes, yeah. But yeah, there, there, there's, some, there's just something different. And I really do think that's the distinction that you find with a lot of these like contemporary weird um, sexual behaviors well, that you find with people. It, 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 it's, it's like the... It is, but 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 like the the contemporary, you know, what do they call them? Polycules relationship is fundamentally different than like a Jewish or Mohammedan or African um, po- polygamous relationship. I think I think one of them has a, a separate covenant with each female in which they produce children and and they find them manifestly beautiful through them, as opposed to the contemporary polycule is all about sexuality. It's not really about the production of children. It's not really the about about the commitment and 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 um, responsibility towards them. It's just about what they can do for you. And and, and whenever I think um, people try to try to confuse those two, it's like you you can't really relate the, this older tradition that you saw in most most civilizations because Far East had the same thing. The Mohammedans had the same things. The Jewish people had the same thing where they had either concubines with with or 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 multiple wives. They all the Europeans did too, and the Europeans did too, right? To be fair, they did. Yes, it was the same principle in which only wealthy people had multiple wives. Of of course, right? Yeah, the Europeans did too, and um, and that's vastly different than I think the the contemporary um, polyamorous relationship, where it's not really based on commitment and it's not really based on children it's all just based on this weird perverted sexuality like i i I, it's hard for me to simply look at mohammedan household and simply say you're just perverted intrinsically i'll say you're maybe maybe could be perverted accidentally meaning that there, there there ought to be certain boundaries in which you have but to to simply say that is the same as you know these like dog wearing queer couples like no they're different There, there, there's something no. different. Like I, I met these two um, uh, people from Kenya. They both were Catholic, and uh, they both had um, was it? I think one had three wives and the other had two wives. And because in that region the bishop allowed it because of the high Mohammedan population and so on, so so on and so forth, it was it was listed within them. But but he had I think 15 children. And it's and it's like he. That's glorious. Yes, and it That's was so beautiful. It is. It's beautiful and it was different. And then then you see like these you weird. Know, you know what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy is like I'm seen as a avid. Uh, I don't know demographic replacer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because because I have four children. Yeah. And it's like. And and even then, like you know, I have four children, but you know, one is a stepchild, and one right, yeah, is yeah, my but, niece who yeah. I'm raising, yeah, right. But but like, still, yeah, four children, yeah. But but yeah, but still, still, I have four children because like, I, it, it, biology matters to an extent. But like, if you spend eighteen years or yes, you know, raising, ten years under yes. my house, yeah, following my rules, you're gonna come out. Very much, yeah. Understanding reality in the way that I do, yes, you yeah. like it or not, yeah, yeah. 
because you're going to be children or a manifestation of their parents' reality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I really do think that production of children is, is what makes it manifestly different. It it is what, what brings beauty and goodness really within, within those households. And and why I think many of these like married non-children couples that exist right now is honestly manifestly worse than any Mohammedan polygamous relationship. It's like, I like, cause I I, yeah, at least they're producing I, I children that they're, they're still unified yeah. within nature and reality in terms of what marriage is supposed to be, but you're just going to be married to somebody for 10, 15 years and never produce a child. There's something fundamentally more perverted about that relationship than I think any of these other ones in I, the past. I'll, I'll be honest. I, yeah. I think that like a marriage wherein the man has a mistress and has children with the mistress mm-hmm is still more honest. I agree. Than a, a childless marriage. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Like it, it, the, the, we are supposed to multiply. Yeah. That is our fucking mission. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so like the, the concept, a, a, the concept that there are too many people, it is just stupid, evil on right. its face. Yeah, yeah. And just, untrue. Just yeah. plain anti-human. And untrue to, to, to boot. But yeah. just, like, from a, from, a, from a purely moralistic standpoint, it's fucking evil. Yeah. Uh, from a utilitarian standpoint, it's the dumbest shit ever. Yes, because yeah. <laughs> every problem, every problem that you think that humanity might face the way that we solve those problems is through engineering solutions. Yeah. How do we discover and create the people that are going to engineer those solutions? By having a shit ton of babies. That's yep. how. Yeah. Right. And and the, the what I come back to with both my children and with the you know my extended children that are uh, mm-hmm. at the school is uh, you know I, I have proffered to them the ice age. Yeah. It's real. It happened. Okay. So the Earth's temperature changed and we had an ice age. How many internal combustion engines do you think were involved in the ice age occurring? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm using science against science, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the second thing I go is um, in 1910, do you know what the greatest problem threatening New York City was? Hmm. Plague. Do you know why plague was the greatest problem threatening New York City? Hmm. Horse dung. Hmm. And the plague that, and the flies and everything. And with horse dung. Yeah. Do you know how they solved that problem? Engineering. Henry Ford created the automobile. Hmm. So horses were required. In them, yeah, yeah. Right? We created a solution that solved the problem. Yeah. And because horses weren't required to transport goods anymore, horse dung no longer became a problem. Yes, yeah. Bam, problem solved. There it is, yeah. Right, and so it's like, we just, and and it wasn't intentional necessarily. Yeah. It was incident. However, we solved the problem because we were just looking for efficiency and and to try to create a better future, right? Right. And yeah. So it's like, if if 
the superpower of humans is solving problems. Yeah. And so if you get 10 billion humans and they're all motivated to try to solve a problem, we will fucking solve a problem. Yeah. Now here's the hard part. Convincing them that a problem is actually a problem worth solving. Yeah. That's yeah. where it gets difficult because the problem for India and Asia Minor and Asia Major isn't global warming. It's not a fucking problem for them. Yeah. Their problem <clears throat> is making sure they have electricity so that they don't starve yeah. or die from dysentery or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. That's their problem. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know, let's create some nuclear power plants and coal right, plants exactly. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's pull you out of the third world. Fine. No yeah. Problem. Okay. Well, once we pulled them out of the third world, and now they're first world nations. Once a nation gets to about Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars per year GDP per mm-hmm. family, uh, or I don't know whatever fucking measurement it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not GDP. It's like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars annually per family on average. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Then they're no longer so poor that they're willing to burn everything just to stay warm. Right. Yeah. Now they can actually begin to think about the world their children will inhabit. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because when when your when your poverty is so severe that you're just trying to make sure that you have food on the table, yeah. you do not give a fuck how you get food on the table. Yes, yeah. When you're when you're when you when you surpass that level and you get to a point where you're not mm-hmm. just worried about making sure that your children are going to starve, then you can begin to worry about the world your children will inherit. Yes, yeah. Right? But then there comes the flip side, which says poverty is real and it's never going away, mm. ever, right? And so it's like, you know, how do you, how do you solve this existential problem that's never going away? Right. And quite frankly, do you think, do you think an all powerful God is going to allow us to destroy his creation? Yeah. Totally, fully and completely. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. I think it's a bit (laughs) hubris to think that man can. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, especially if you if you ever look at it and you realize that like one volcano puts out more CO two emissions than right. all the internal combustion engines of the yeah. combined. It's just it, yeah, it gets but ridiculous. We don't look at science. No, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we we don't actually look at science. Yeah. Oh man. It's fucking pure madness, man. Yeah. It's and, and what's so irritating. And that these last, what, two years have shown us is mm-hmm. that, like, people are so willing to, like, call upon the gods of science. But they yeah. don't actually have any understanding, reason, logic. Yes, yeah. And so they're unable to comprehend the science yeah. in actuality. And they just tell and, you and that you have to just believe what the scientists say. That's all that, That's all they ever say. Right. It, Leave it to professionals. Yeah, You're well, a scientist, it, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 it's it's a uh, it's a call upon the priest class. Yes, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, but but they're priests suck. 
Yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Here's a question for you. Okay. This will be the last question, question and then and then we end. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. Because I, I'm unaware of a lot of the politics of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. I, I have heard substantially that the <clears throat> Latin Mass, EQN, I think it's called, or something. I don't know. The, the Trinity, uh, but yeah. The Latin Mass <clears throat> is um, where there are a lot, there's a lot of interest from younger people who are getting involved. Yes, yeah. They're interested in the hierarchy, they're interested in the tradition. Yeah. And so it's like, how would one, as a lay person, go about trying to get TQN in your area, in my example, where we don't have a priest yet? That's that that would be really tough. Because most of the um most of them have to be trained in it. And really the only order that is actively training their priests in, in order for them to even be part of the order is the Dominican Rite. And so most of most of the ones that, that you see around the world is really from the Dominican Rite. And so they're they're the order of priests and so you probably could look up what's the closest one to where you guys are to kind of just so you could experience it. Um, and then that, that's really where you, where you get it going because, you know, they, they have the largest enrollment of any order, I believe right now is the Dominicans because, because of that. So even the young people who are studying to pre priests want to do the, the Trinity mass. And so there, there is this large, um, population of younger people that are getting involved and they are around most of the country right now um i don't know in your region how how far one would be but they um but they would yeah they would they would be the most knowledgeable in terms of how to get into your town because a lot of times just asking them would be like okay well then they might talk to the um archdiocese and from the archdiocese they would say maybe they could start out with like twice a month in which they go out to a certain parish out there which they could say that mass and then it just builds from that point and that and that's really what you what it is. A lot of times it's just it, you know, like I said in the beginning, one of the greatest virtues I think with the Anglo Saxons is patience. A lot of it is patience. It is it's incremental. It might start out once once a month. It might start out twice a month, but it starts building that sense of community. It starts building that interest for people to do. And especially with a country like the U.S., because like the church, the the beautiful thing about the church is that it could function anywhere. Like it could, it could function in the American system, it could function in the European system, it could function in a communist system, it doesn't matter. The church transcends any political system. And so the fact that we live in the U.S., it's going to function in the way the Americans function. And the way Americanism function is a lot of lay people does a lot of the footwork. It just Unfortunately, it's just the way that it is. And so you engaging with them, requesting it, getting as many people to request it as possible, they could find one of the priests every week maybe or or every month to come out there, say the mass, and then the more larger the community, the more that they have the authority to go to the bishops and say, hey, we have 100 people 
over in this community that want the the Trinitine Mass, can we can we have some of our um, uh, brethrens go over to this community to um, to to say the Mass every week? And that's really the best way to start it. So they're they're, they're very a tight knit community. Um, they're good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're just they're all very well read. In order for you to get like the Dominican to be part of the Dominican right, they require you to get a to travel and do a lot of um academic reading. So they're they're all super intelligent people. You can't. It's hard to get into, uh, but at the same time, they are probably one of the most down to earth and charitable people that you ever will meet. I I I have not met one Dominican um, priest who was like a pretentious asshole that wouldn't talk to just ordinary people. They're 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 they 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 are academics. That's just it's part of their order. Um, they have to learn Aquinas. They have to learn all these things. But simultaneously, what they focus on is the Rosary, and um, and uh, what is that homilies. And the, uh, and so they so they focused on the real shit. Yes, basically they learn all these they, academic they things focus. for those reasons. They, they, they yeah. learn they, they learn the abstract so they can focus on the real. Yes, yeah. That's, that's exactly how engineering is supposed to be. Accomplished. Yes, yep, and that's how these people are. They're they're fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. Well, I I definitely would like to say that. Um, in closing this up with you, yeah, um, I would I would like to get back with you at some point. This time, okay, yeah, right? I would like to get back with you at some point to talk about how laymen can have an effect upon the church politic locally, yeah, right, and how they can they can begin to build orders and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so that I can learn how to do that myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and if that can be, you know, extrapolated to others even better. Right. But, uh, because I, I feel that that's important. Yes, I, I think yeah. it's going to be just like all politics is local, all churches are local. Mm-hmm. And my, my personal impression is that there's a storm coming. Yeah. I don't know what the storm is. Uh, I don't know if it's like the fall of Rome. I don't know if it's fucking revelation and the end times are coming. I have no fucking clue. I don't read history. Uh, no, I, I can't read the future. Like, yeah. I read history a little bit, but I, I don't, I don't know what the future holds. But I, I do, I get the impression it's not just me, that there are many, many people who have this feeling as though we are currently living in a time of historical importance. Yeah. And that we need to batten down the hatches because hard times are coming. Yes. And so it's yeah. like, okay, like we, 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 we see that. So what do we do? Right. And so, you know, my pleb ass says, what are some plans of action? What are some things that can be accomplished? And, you know, for me personally and for other plebs yeah. out, uh, you know, among and abroad in terms of trying to create order in the chaos that is coming. 
Yeah. Um, and and I, I had no, my concept was that like I'm joining the hierarchy, and so I need to go through the bishops. I need or uh, I need yeah. to go through the fathers, and the fathers go through the bishop. And like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how I go about trying to create a sense of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they see it, maybe they don't. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to judge anybody else. It's just like... Right, yeah. I yeah, really, and, and I think your instincts really your instincts are accurate. I mean, it ultimately has to go down the hierarchy, but the, the beautiful thing is that you're able to communicate with them and they can, ad, they can advocate for you. And, and that's the important part is that, you know, without, without their support you then become an opposition to the church and then you become a protester, you become a Protestant. And so the, the main yeah, thing is that... I don't want to protest. Yes. The main my, thing is, is job, it's always working to, with them. Yeah. Listen in, yeah. My, my job is to obey. Yes. Yep. My, my entire purpose is to assist the church yeah. to, to try to be a member of Christ's army who is spreading his mission on the earth. Yeah. But I'm not a general. I'm not a fucking commander. Yeah. I yeah. don't run shit. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I just want to try for me personally. Yeah. I want to try to help mentor young men who have never been taught what the fuck it means to be a man. Yeah. And I think a lot of times is is, is, is having a priest hear you out on on things like retreats. I think that's always the best part place to start. It, it, it's it's a place where yeah. they could all agree, they could even themselves partake in, but they could promote, and then from there you could start building that kind of trust with the young people as well, with the priest and then the ultimately the bishop. Because when they yeah. hear stuff like that, you know, regardless of of many of the politics and maybe complaints you can hear from some people. When the bishops really do hear that there's an active member who is doing things that are spiritually engaging for for people, they're they're truly happy, and they are they're appreciative. Of course, and they just want to be a part. They just want to be a part of it, and they want to give their input on it. And a lot of times, just listening. So, okay, what do you think will be proper for for this to be a proper Catholic order, or proper Catholic retreat? And then they will start giving their input. And um, yeah, and I think it's it just becomes a very uh, beautiful and uh, and like I said, the, even the, the small community here in Wasilla is able to do it. It's really not that even big at all, and um, and a lot of it just started with that. Well, people like hiking, people like camping. Thing, that that's the thing that people don't understand about politics mm-hmm. in general, whether it's yeah. church or secular. Yeah, it is um, how few people it takes to actually begin to change things. Yes, and. Yeah. and and the fact that you can become a valuable member of your local community who is listened to by people with a lot of power if you just fucking show up. Yes. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. It's just showing up. Like If you just show up and give a shit. Yes, yeah. Then people will begin to listen to you because... If only six people show up to the fucking meeting, and six people can be a lot, depending yeah. on where you're at. But if six people show up to the meeting, and you're one of the six, mm-hmm. guess what? 
you've got like 15 percent of the vote yes by yeah yourself. and if you know how to talk yeah then you can convince the you know three out of the six easily and now you've yeah. got a majority yeah like it's it's so fucking easy but people are so god blessed lazy yes yeah they refuse to get involved because yeah. they think it's so hard mm-hmm. because they refuse and they just refuse to embrace the suck yes yeah it, it boggles the mind yeah like i think that's one thing that I, that that politics and sales share is a lot of times it's just your ability to put yourself out there and um and your just ability to, to be embarrassed. It's like you just talk, you put it out there. The worst thing that's gonna happen is that people are gonna say no. And um yeah, yeah and, and and so I I've noticed I've like being in both of the worlds so far in my life is like being being in sales and then working for the state and being in politics is like a lot of it is just it's a, it's pretty much the same skill. It is, can you speak to people? Can you put yourself out there? Can you reduce it down to terms that people can, can understand? And can you um, show them that this is worth their time, where this is worth their while? And yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that it was me sold, but I put it out there on Twitter and maybe I'll do it later. Yeah. But I, there was a handwritten note hmm. that I, I put on a piece of blank paper. Yeah. Which, when I was in Texas, which said the Texas National Guard will not be deployed overseas without a declaration of war from the United States Congress. Hmm. That that thing that got put in at the precinct level then went to the county, and I was able to argue it at the county, and it got approved and passed, and then it went from the county on to the state, and it got you know played with, manipulated at the state yeah. level. And then it got put through. It passed at the state level of Texas, which is fucking wow. huge. Wow, yeah, yeah. Right? The state Texas GOP approved saying that we as the state of Texas do not want our Texas National Guard to be deployed overseas without a declaration of war from the United States Congress. Yeah. That started with a handwritten note. Yes, yeah. Now, maybe, just maybe, other people submitted something similar in other districts. Like, I'm not trying to claim sole credit for this. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I don't care. But you definitely contributed right? to it, yeah. But the, but the point is, I contributed. I, yeah. At the very least, I contributed with just a handwritten note in cursive on a blank piece of paper. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, it takes so very little. It does, yeah. Just to get the fucking ball started. Yeah. Because so few people give a shit. Yeah. That it doesn't take much. Yeah. If you just put forth the slice on effort. And I bet it's the same way in the Catholic Church as a whole. Yeah. There are so few people who put forth effort that mm-hmm. you're willing to put forth a slight amount of effort, as I have done. Yeah, I, I put forth a slight amount of effort. And now, the 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 father who comes and teach and and does uh, mass homilies and, oh, yeah. and preaches mass, yeah. who does mass, you know, every other week, he knows my name. 
Yep, yeah. He knows my name. That's all it really takes, yeah. He may yeah. not know the name of 90% of the people that are in that parish. Yeah. But he knows my name yeah. because I went up to go and talk to him about things that I thought were important, like the order for 16 yeah. to 26-year-olds, and mm-hmm. I'm asking him how we can make this happen because I think it's fucking important. Yeah. Not for me. I'm 38 years old. Right, yeah. Not but for me. them, my, yeah. My daughter's 14. She's not yet in that yeah. age range. But I think it's important for the congregation as a whole yeah. because our fucking young parents need to have a good, solid foundation in Catholicism if they're going to be able to impart in their children well and be able to be good parents. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm talking to him even though he's not like the father and everything else. But it's like, look, I don't know. I'm an RCIA. I'm just yeah. trying to figure shit out, but can you help me to figure out how I can be a contributing member of our parish? Because I think our parish matters. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a retard. I'm a pleb. I'm a mechanic. If I can do it, so can you. Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not fucking special. You can do it, too. Yeah. And it... it the, the the continuation of our society is dependent upon men who go forth and attempt to push back the abyss through order. Hmm. Order is required. Yes, yeah. Beautiful. Which is gonna take yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a good place to leave it, Evan. I love you, man. Yeah, love you too, I man. I really enjoy listening to your episodes. Yeah, this is awesome. All right, I'm man. Have a chance to talk. Tomorrow. Yeah, have a good evening. You as well. Bye. Go home to your wife and children. Yes. <laughs> Bye. So that was awesome. I think that's going to be a really good episode. I have no idea. Yeah, I think people will enjoy it. I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's I, funny is I was just having a conversation with you. I don't care about them.